Hello, everybody, and welcome to your final episode of Game List for 2023 here in the early days of 2024. It's oh, your boy, Jake. I don't know, I've never introduced myself as your boy. It's but... your boy, Jake. And, <laughs> and I'm also your other boy, your other boy Colleen. Yeah. Colin, Colin. Colin. No, we're Col I'm Colin on this podcast. Hey, right? Colleen. Yeah, you're Colin yeah, underscore, you're... baby. We're both. We're both. I'm Jake Twitchin. Hot good. start. I like that. Yeah, that was good. Everyone's ready to go. We're loosened up off the bat. Yeah. I feel good about it. So listen, let's do I a little do. bit of table setting of what this episode is. If this is your first episode of Game List, it's an odd one. It should it's it's a good one to start with, but it's not representative of what the show is all the time, perhaps. So yeah. the premise of our show is our game of the year one month at a time. So while everybody else is having their shitty arguments and discussions right now about what their game of the year is and they're fighting each other, Colin and I are already done. At the end of the show, we'll tell you our game of the year list because we've been building it all year long. It's the easy part. The bulk of today's show is the accolades, baby. We have yeah. all sorts of things that we've been doing um, in between our crowning of game of the year. Things like the best moment in video games, the best songs in video games, the best game you didn't get around to playing, the game you need an excuse to talk about, things of that nature that we will be um, kind of hashing out together, talking about our honorable mentions, and then crowning a, a victor for each of us. No arguments today. Well, I mean, we'll make fun of each other, but we're not going to oh, be well, like... Well, yeah, there will be very little insulting each other's stuff. I can't say there will be none, because I correct. definitely have to insult some of Jake's stuff, but... Very yeah. little. 100%. Yeah. That's usually how it goes, though. That's that's the uh, that's the gist. So we're recording this. Today is um, January 6th, the first week of January. So we have our perfect year in review. We're ready to go on that. Over the next couple weeks, we will also record a proper episode of Game List January to kick off the 2024 season. Season three, if you will, uh, which will be... That's crazy. Um, I know it's awesome. It's awesome. It's good that it's consistent. We've uh, we've never missed a month. Not that it's that hard to pump out a podcast every month, but it can be challenging yeah, some can. months. You know, what? It, it can. It can. We, we, we've got uh, we've got tight schedules. Yes, I, I, for sure. Both uh, equally tight. Equally tight schedules. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always waiting for Jake to give me his calendar for the month. So <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you know, it's tough. Being in med school is uh, very busy for me. Yeah, 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 med school. Yeah, you're, yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll have a January episode that kicks off the 2024 season, which will be very standard. That will include, of course, what we've been playing, things that are coming out, things that we're looking forward to, a bunch of stuff happening. Uh, probably the only thing that we will not be in time for is I think Prince of Persia has a demo coming out on the 11th and then the full game comes out on the 18th um, but we should have something coming out around then so maybe we'll have some early impressions of that game as well what else am I forgetting like and subscribe uh, go find us on another social network mm. um it's my birthday in a couple days is it really I don't know your birthday yeah yeah yeah, um, I expect. Don't say all it on here. I think of, that's kind of a dox, right? Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, well, I, I don't, don't really exactly. Care. Yeah, all right. I mean, I use I use my full actual name multiple places and stuff. Yeah, and I think so, that the where where do you stand on that? I feel like the time honored tradition of like don't say your last name on the internet is kind of dead. Like I know it's like I know Tyler Blevins. Yeah, well, I I, I think you know it's, Tyler Blevins is. That's Ninja, right? It's Ninja, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a difference between 
uh, people that want to uh, not necessarily report on games. We're not reporting on games, but we're 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 doing like entertainment. I guess that's kind yeah. of different than if you're a persona on Twitch. You know. Sure. Um. So I don't know. Like I I don't really have a Twitch persona. I'm just my boring old self at all times. Um, yeah. But other people do. Yeah. You know. I guess so. That makes sense. I think you're right. Yeah. It's like uh like 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 Pokimane. I don't know what's her real name. Like Oh, I know it. It's Imane shit. Ima- Imane. I don't know. Iman? I don't know. Uh okay. anyways, that's that's it for Pokimane for the uh, uh for the our queen. uh <laughs> Um But yes, yeah, so I expect all the birthday wishes. Not really. I'm not really yeah. on my birthday, but I felt like I had to oh, say my it. perfect birthday involves nobody speaking to me. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Let's get into the games. Let's go. Okay. All right. Um, our first one, uh, we didn't really do a good job of ordering these. So I think like the last, the last accolade that we give out is so like the best game that's just not for me. Like what a way to end the show, bro. I think it's great. It's okay. Yeah. All right. We'll run with it. Um, the first the first the first the first category is the best game you played that didn't come out this year i'm really interested to hear yours for this because i don't know what you played for like older or retro stuff yeah mine's mine's a very retro pick um really yeah i choose uh, battlefield 5 Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we're isn't not it? gonna make fun of each other's picks, and immediately I'm fucking <laughs> visually disgusted by Colin's pick listen, of Battlefield listen, Five. Listen, Battlefield Five was some of the most fun I had this year. I was away doing pharmacy stuff, as I always am, mm-hmm. and it was just me in this random apartment for a month, kicking back, playing Battlefield Five, and I had the best time. I got the, the platinum on the game that month. It, it's it's a wonderful World War Two sh- shooter. Very nice. Um, yeah. I it's better than people give it credit for. Wasn't sure where I was going to land on this one for a while. We've had these accolades written down, and I kind of fill them out as the year goes on. And I didn't have a pick until October when I went back and I played Luigi's Mansion. If you listen to that episode of Games Game List, uh, I was yeah. super hot on that game. However, yep. it was usurped, us- usurped, usurped, y- usurped, usurped, usurped. You, sir. Um, Metal Gear Solid, man. I am really? I am full-blown over the moon on not only Metal Gear Solid, but I just started, we'll talk about it on, again, the episode of Game List proper. I just started Metal Gear Solid 2, and I streamed the first, like, two hours of it, and it's a life-changing video game franchise. I think it's my favorite thing in the world. Like, I'm so... It's a really weird franchise to get into just because of, like, you know from, like... You, you're probably in a similar boat to me where if you don't have experience with Metal Gear Solid, you still know a ton about Metal Gear Solid because Kojima is so prolific and, like, you know the story of where that franchise sits, like, yeah. dormant now with Kojima separated from it by by, by force. Um, so it's a weird thing to get into when you know that there's kind of a... uh an unthorough ending but a concrete ending to the franchise but with the, such a road ahead of me i'm so glad that i hopped into it this year and the games hold up they're a little janky but they hold up so much fun yeah really good shit yeah uh let's talk about our best double a game no i guess explain double a right like double a can't be an indie game if you ask me 
Yeah, it it can't be indie. It's got to be. It's, I mean, is is it? It can't be indie, and it can't be a PlayStation budget type thing. Pretty much, like I uh, think, like it has to be like it can't be first party developed and published. It could be first party published but developed by outside things. But I feel like the double A games will typically come from like an EA or a Ubisoft or like a. Take two oh, or like oh, see, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. No, I think I, you're right. I think it's more budget than anything. Yeah, I think it's just budget is like um you like know things one when like, you see one. Like uh like like atomic hearts or so double A. Um or like uh The Outer Worlds. You really think the Outer Worlds would be double A? Would you think it's triple A? Mm, it's obsidian. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. But that was also when Obsidian was independent, so that would be the a game. It just seems like it's bad Fallout. Oh no, no, no. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> double A, Double A is very subjective. Very subjective. Yeah, so. I am proud of my pick though. Uh, I'll I'll leave this one off. I'll leave this one off. Okay, do um, it. Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, which I think is a great example of a Double A game. You know this game? Okay. Yeah, it's the. Uh, yeah. Square Enix produced rhythm game with all the Square Enix music. Yeah, Final, Final Fantasy music game. I think it's a masterful video game. It's not AAA. It's not the biggest budget in the world. It's got a lot of like last generation's graphics <laughs> put in there, but it's a thorough celebration of the Final Fantasy series, a series that is celebrated a lot, but not comprehensively. And this game does it so comprehensively, even all the way up to the DLC. The DLC packs this year included stuff from like Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, the Mana series. They put out their most recent pack, had Final Fantasy 16 stuff to bring it all the way up to like as modern as it gets. It's got seven. It's got seven remake. It's got seven fucking Advent Children, the movie. Um, this game is just such a treat. I loved Final Bar Line. Uh, I mean, it makes my game of the year list, but I think it was important to give it like that accolade of like actual yeah. favorite double A game. Where'd you land? Yeah, I um also it's uh it, I I want to gosh I want to speak. Please let me speak. Uh, I want to talk oh, about please. like the the definition of double A. Oh yeah, it, it, it just I just looked it up. It was it, it just says a mid market video game. This is a Wikipedia article, by the way, but uh, that typically have some type of professional development, although typically outside of large first party studios, and major developers. Uh, it says there are teams, they may be indie or non-indie studios. Teams typically range from 50 to 100 people. And some examples of games would be PUBG or DayZ. And then examples of studios would be Devolver Digital Obsidian. So you were right. This was written. Devolver Digital has a single double A game. Uh, I, I think they're publishers technically so they would publish double a slash indie games i don't know like fucking uh, hotline miami and shit haze haze light studios so that's like it takes two uh game of platinum, the year it takes two platinum games <laughs> the game hey, awards amen hey, jeff keely friend of the show's game of the year 2020 you mean to tell me well Let's just for for example, this also talks about the quadruple A games that people are talking about, about oh. like uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, the initiative working on their perfect dark. And then the final example, okay? All games that don't fucking exist. Golan Bones. 
is their other example. <laughs> so I played skull and bones. I played it. Take that it with a grain of salt. Yeah. So uh my pick for the best double A game, which I think this is the uh objectively correct answer. Yeah. Fort Solace. You Fort, oh, Fort I Solace. Can't stop. I really need to stop saying you every time you You're say a game. For, two for twos with twos. Uh, Fort, That's Fort my Solace. bad. Okay, what what do you know about Fort Solace? Yeah. Uh, I know that that's the one that uh, what's his name came out to um talk about, and he was wearing shoes with no socks, and those dogs were burning. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I'm right. Right? It's, it's Troy Baker yeah, comes yeah, out. He voices yeah, the character. Troy Baker. Yeah, it's Troy Baker and Roger Clark. Uh, Roger That's Clark right. voices the main character. Troy Baker voices the uh, antagonist of the game. You're exploring mm. a uh, a station on Mars. Uh, That's right. It doesn't That's really. Right. It's just like a really good double A walking sim type game. That's very environmental. Yeah. Uh, lots of environmental storytelling and whatnot. I had a wonderful oh, time. I just with thought it. of a great example of a double A game, bro. What is it? Plague Tale. Yeah, yeah, actually, that would be a great example. Also, yeah. a great example of some of the greatest games ever made. You. Uh, I hate you. I hate you. <sighs> Anyways, on to category three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best uh, feature. Yeah. I bet we have the same thing written down here. Oh, you think so? You think? You want to do it okay, on, three? on the on the yeah, on the count of three, okay? All right. One, One two, two, Wait, three. Right. Oh. Active Are time lore. Active time lore at Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so really good. good. I it's truly I want it in every game and I think that maybe I I would say that that this is something that if there's a very smart employee that's sitting at like Nintendo, Microsoft or Sony right now, something that someone that makes video game consoles, the smartest thing that they're going to try to do is implement that as like a built-in feature across like a system's yeah. UI. Cuz like PlayStation started flirting with that stuff to I think kind of no avail like i don't think it's really implemented that well with like the game built in like game guides with the ps5 yeah, like the, the cards and stuff yeah yeah yeah. i remember they had something going on with that at launch and i think some of it's actually been done away with already because well, they they have all the main uh things like that but it's a developer by developer basis so like right. some developers like remedy takes full advantage of those things sure. um and then others don't and then uh but yeah I wouldn't be but, surprised if I see this show up more. Yeah, I think at the very least, we'll see it hop into, I think, a bunch of other games. You want to explain real quick what Active Time Lore is? Yeah, so Active Time Lore is pretty much if you're watching a cutscene, and imagine you are dropped down into just any cutscene in in, in uh, Final Fantasy 16, and these people are talking, and they're talking about, like, Rosaria talking yeah yeah and they're just talking about like the politics the and and the leaders and whatnot so what you can do with Bonibus. active time lords you can touch the touchpad and it will oh, pop good. up almost like a it's a it's a, a context sensitive Eat encyclopedia uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna punch you <laughs> <laughs> it's a context sensitive encyclopedia where you can hover over and it will tell you what Rosaria is or what 
uh, Ifrit is, or what anything they're talking about is, the relationships between people and the, the different kingdoms and whatnot. Um, so for someone that isn't really into the device. If you're not really into the lore, then you can just tap this and it'll tell you what's going on. There we go. That's all I got. Very good. You ruined my train of I think that's, that's my, Yeah, I have no idea anything that you said. I was just trying to think of funny terms for Final Fantasy 16. Just Joshua. He Joshua. says Joshua funny. I, I should have asked him to say Joshua when I met him at the Game Awards. For sure. Or he just said, like, Colin. Colin. Hey, can you say can you say my name in a really hot way? <laughs> say my, Smart. Say my name. Good question. Say my name. Good question. <laughs> let's Anyways. talk about. Oh, I did. It's just like let's talk about best feature. I forgot to change it from double A game. If you're watching the video version, I have a little visual aid that I'm really good at keeping up with. Um, let's talk about the best thing. I'm about to go off. I think we have the same thing on this as well, probably. Because there's only one good answer. Yeah. What is it? Psych Odyssey. Oh, Double Fine Psych Odyssey, a 30-part yeah. absolute trip. The best yeah. the best look at the creative process that's ever existed, I believe. It is, it a, is the best video game documentary ever made. I believe it's the best uh, documentary ever made. And I was about to say, up there with the best documentaries ever made. It's over yep. like a seven or eight year period. It has Double Fine, who, if you don't know, Psych Odyssey is basically the story of development of Psychonauts 2 over time. But if you're familiar and, with Tim Schafer and Double Fine's history. And Rhombus of Ruin. And Rhombus of Ruin. True, true. Yeah. That's the one everyone remembers. They always say, I want the documentary on Rhombus of Ruin. True. Um, but more, I think, more importantly, it's looking at what it takes to create a triple a game i believe i would call that a triple a game with the budget and the team size that they end up with um sure. and really interesting to see where the company goes for this landscape because that game starts off as like an independent development and becomes a first party studio over the course of it seeing double fine uh, prolific studio get acquired by Microsoft and to see Phil Spencer and Matt Booty march into that place, you know, halfway through the documentary and the way that things change and how they're affected is just truly unreal. If you have an interest in uh, how stuff's made, you know, um, what's the what's the expression? Uh, something about making how do you, how you make the make the. I don't know. This great, expression. Someone in the comments is going to nail it. How how the how the how the something's made? I don't know. I got nothing. I have um, no idea. It's a really it's a really impressive watch. And God, it's so it's like the truth is stranger than fiction type of thing where like the drama that yeah. unfolds is so much more interesting because it's so real and it's truly more insane than you could write with some of the things that happen. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's also approach. like no, you're good. I, it's just the artistry that the editors had to have and just the skill to sort through seven to eight years worth of footage to build a story that tells uh, to build a about a 24-hour documentary that tells the story over those eight years how they not necessarily they don't like twist i don't believe they twist the footage to portray characters in certain ways but just the way people are 
you know, you start to attach to this person's caricature and the way that they act. And there are characters that you you see come into the studio and you become attached to them and then you see them leave. You see them uh, get fired yeah. or or change studios or something. And it's just you you it makes you feel emotions. You know, it's like it's a very emotional story about how yeah. video games are made. And and it goes through all the way up, like through the pandemic. And when you hit the pandemic part, it's oh my just God, like dude. So just good. straight depression. Like I, yeah. it, it's, it's awful, but it's so good. It's, it's, it's one crazy. of the best stories ever told. Yeah. And it's like such an interesting time capsule to have so much time to be able to spend 20 something episodes getting the lay of the land and then seeing what is now 20 or 30 hours of footage getting you used to what the status quo is and how that's affected by the pandemic and the shutdown is just yeah. so wild to even look at it through that lens. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Two player productions is yep. RIP. the RIP. Yeah. They're well, they're still, uh, they're folded into, I believe. I think all those people are employed by double fine. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah but I don't, I thought they kind of disbanded two-player productions and that they're just employed by Double Fine now, from my understanding. I, I think, think there's still two-player productions within Double Fine. But they're basically I, I, hired, I'm pretty sure, to persistently make documentaries well, for whatever I'm, Double Fine's. Can we talk I'm also real quick curious. about current events? Sure. Have you heard about the Double Fine rumors that are happening right now? No. No, I have not. Uh, rumors circulating right now of the week of the 14th there being an Xbox developer direct. Oh, yeah. And in addition to that, I have seen that. The same way that Hi Fi Rush was shadow dropped, there's rumors of a shadow drop. And among the teams that are rumored to be appearing at this direct are Double Fine. Mm. And a lot of signs point to a shadow drop of Kiln. Oh, the expanded Amnesia Fortnite game. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, That'd Amnesia be Fortnite, the best thing, the yeah. best thing, and it's not close. If you don't know what we're talking about, we won't go any further. Please yeah. watch Double Fine Psychodicy. Even if you watch half it an is... episode a night for two months, it is so exactly. worth your time. It is one hundred percent free, all on YouTube. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I, I challenge you to watch half an episode a night for two months. It will absolutely eat the next day off that you have. You will watch yeah. it for sixteen absolutely. hours. Absolutely unbelievable the best thing and it's not fucking close yeah uh let's talk about the best game to play in a day mine's even more specific i i got the best game to play in a night i'm trying to think of what it would be what's your game uh mine is jusant oh nice i i cleaned yeah. up i played jusant yeah it was Doesn't it was all right realist. Was i was okay. also sponsored to play and i think i have to disclose that uh, it was okay. It was an okay game. Yeah. But it was short, so that's why I said best game to play in a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine's I think Venba. I, oh, yeah, that's a good That's a good one. But, I haven't played Venba, but that's a good one. Yeah. Real, give, yeah. give them the real quick on what Jusant is. Jusant, you're climbing up a giant tower. That's about it. You climb, it has rope physics, and uh, if you don't like climbing, then you won't like this game. Uh, aside from that, you know, really nice climbing though. Yeah, <laughs> it it's feels fine, good. My my fingers were tired the next day after doing so much trigger. Well, I think it, I think I'm like, where did you play it? Did you play it on Xbox? PS5. Or? Oh, so you bought it? 
I thought it was a. Game I was sponsored. Pass game. I did not. Oh, that's money. right. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I, I just twenty five dollar game though. I'm not super hype on on it. I think it's a fine game. It's pretty. It, it, you climb up a mountain and try to fix the climate change. Uh, but aside from that, it didn't really uh, hit me very hard. But it is probably the shortest game I've played all year. It does a little bit what like uh, of what like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom do, where they're not the most graphically impressive video games, but they manage to be beautiful with the cards that they're dealt. You know, like I think it's got yeah. some really striking visuals despite not being like a graphically impressive video game on paper. Uh, developed yeah, by Don't it, Nod. Yeah, it should also be noted I played this game in a hotel room in California while I was at a conference. So yeah, okay. it was not the ideal play scenario. People play but... video games all over. I'm sure a bunch of people have their game of the year or something they played on Steam Deck primarily, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the really cool thing about Jusant is that there's a, like, I don't know, at face value, when I was looking at marketing materials, I didn't really take it in, but I was surprised at how much of, like, a mystical fantasy element there was, despite the gameplay being pretty much just like a climbing game there's a cool yeah. layer of like you got your little homie the little water homie very cool yeah um, i have some large complaints with the game that i won't really get into uh um, stuff yeah kind of you know what this is our game of your chat we can we should spoilers have said at the top on. of the show yeah spoilers are on this entire show we can spoil anything we want yeah, we'll give uh, we'll so give anywhere. ample warning like this but. uh so you're just this dude that uh, doesn't talk and you got this little blue guy that's with you that's supposedly supposed to cure climate change or whatever. And the premise of the game is the world used to be flooded and people lived on this tower. But as the waters receded, uh, their food source went away. So they had to leave the tower to find food elsewhere. Hmm. Uh, so you get to the top of the tower and you find a moon that is made of water where that's where all the water went is it's just like a water moon and there's these giant flying whales that you have to revive to make them uh the the giant flying whales are the ones that make it rain but they all got frozen at the top of the tower make it rain on them hoes all right yeah so it's fine but it, it you unfreeze the whales and then they make it rain again, but you never see any other people. So it's like, did you just like make it rain and flood and drown everyone else in the world? Like mm. it's just, mm. uh, the story sucks. I'll, I'll say that, but it's pretty and the climbing's fine. So, uh, best yeah. game to play today. Don't let me oversell it. <laughs> Mine is Venba and Venba is a hour and a half long game. If you take your time. Uh, and it is, I would say like, more visual novel than cooking game it's got what i would like call like four cooking sections and one of them is longer than the others that include like kind of light puzzling in mini games but it's impossible to fail this game and um it's truly a heartfelt story about an immigrant family in canada an indian family that moves to canada and the hardships that they experience um First, it's about the hardships of the parents. Uh, spoilers for Venba. The hardships of the parents uh, raising their child, and then the hardships of the child who grows up having, um, you know, assimilated to the culture yeah. in, in a different way than his parents did. And yeah. kind of reconciling that with them. 
and it's finding a- out what the best way is to interact with them and how that how that plays out and it's really uh touching a, a couple different times and it definitely made me cry yeah it's it's a story about both first and second generation immigrants and how yeah. they try to retain their heritage without um without i i guess just without i guess uh, compromising yeah. their like core values and like wanting to i i think it's a very like yeah. standard human story you don't need to be an immigrant yeah. to to feel connection to what these people are going through although they probably went through it on a uh more grand scale than than you did if you don't have that same shared experience but without a doubt it is like a very interesting story about I think compromise sure. is like a, a really interesting term to use there. I, I hope that I, th- I think yeah, that's the right word to use because it's interesting the way that things happen. I think that one of the really interesting things is that you spend the first half of that game kind of assuming that the parents are going to give up everything to kind of support their kid. And they do to a point, but also when the, when the child comes of age and the kind of story splits a little bit, um, I love that the the mother moves back to India because Canada isn't right for her, which I think is such a nice twist on what you would expect to happen, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, based on a true story, so again, uh, truth stranger than fiction type of situation, but I love, I love the way that that story plays out, and the, it's so nice. Can't recommend it And it's, it's, a, it's a story about how as a kid you want to fit in, but then as an adult you realize that you actually appreciate the things that make you different more. Um, without a doubt also uh take it to take a quick step back i just want to predict what next year's best feature will be um it's going to be the map and screenshot system in prince of persia the lost crown or whatever it's called what's it called pretty much you can take a um screenshot and pin it Mm -hmm. to the map and when you look at the map, you'll be able to see that screenshot and see like what type of puzzle that you you need oh. to go back and reinstall. Yeah, that's nice. That's pretty innovative. Yeah, that's that's my that's my prediction for next year's best feature. Good pull. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that it doesn't find its way here into this category next year. The best game I didn't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm interesting that because might, it, it might make it for me. Honestly, we'll see. Mine. I had a couple different things for this. I thought maybe that I would kind of go to like my actual game list list and end up seeing something that was on my list of misses that I would say like Octopath 2 and Immortals of Avium are kind of my big like misses of like, yeah. ooh, I probably like that game. Um, yeah. But I came up with a different answer in Pizza Tower. <laughs> uh, see- you know that game? I do. It does not interest me at all. No, I can't imagine it would. But it's a, it's yeah. like a Wario Land inspired game with an obtuse art style. And it just seemed like it would be right up my alley. I don't have too much else to say yeah. about it because it's still on my radar to play like those other two games. But I think that Pizza Tower is the one that's probably the best out of all of those. I mean, Octopath probably, but whatever. I hate the art style of Pizza Tower. Like, I hate yeah. it. I hate the I, I don't even design. like it. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, yeah. Mine... I kind of have a mm-hmm. dual answer for this. I couldn't decide okay. between the two. Yeah. Um, the System Shock remake. Uh, and Ooh, then... It came out? Yeah, it came out on PC. It hasn't come out on console yet. That's why I haven't played it. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Remnant 2. Uh, I haven't gotten around oh, to Remnant yeah. 2. I have it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So 
Um, yeah. It just hit Game Pass. They put out Remnant 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I've got it on PlayStation. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Too many other games to play. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the best multimedia, which I this and the best thing were kind of hand in hand. I didn't know what to put where. It's basically between... Yeah. Putting Psych Odyssey here or at best thing. And I do think it transcends multimedia because it really is just my favorite thing of the year. If I was ranking all my favorite games of the year, it would be my number one favorite game, then Psych Odyssey, and then all the other games that I like. Um, but for my best multimedia, I chose Oppenheimer, man. It's so good. I did this is well. a favorite TV show or piece of music or, you know. I wish I, I had gone and I should have gone and found the actual movie. I got I just got it the other day, but yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oppenheimer, uh, best movie of the it's year, good, dude. Nolan I doing like a it. character study drama. So good, it's so good. Um, soundtrack, ah, uh, honestly, one of the best soundtracks in a long time. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so good. I can't wait to watch it again. What a movie, Ludwig, bro, unreal. Freaking um, Killian Murphy. Mm. I, feel like when, uh, I think I think I think Oscars like it's gonna get nominated for Best Picture. I think it'll get nominated for Best Actor for Killian. I think it'll get Best Supporting Actor for, for Emily Blunt and uh, Emily Blunt for Actress. Emily, Emily dude, yeah. that Emily Blunt scene is so good. Yeah, oh, it's unreal. God, it's unreal. What a movie! So if good. you haven't watched um, it, honorable mention. My second favorite movie of the year is uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is also extremely. Dude, I haven't good. watched that yet. I'm so mad. And, uh, I again, nominations, it. no question for Leo and shit. I don't know her name, but she's absolutely incredible in it. And uh, wow, of course, the legend. This motherfucker pitching absolute fastballs at like 95 years old. Robert De Niro, he's like 80, <laughs> but he's like 80. But uh, if I can do anything as well as Robert De Niro acts at 80, I'm gonna be a fucking savant of something. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. I have a, um, a couple other honorable mentions for this, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Amazing. Um, Barbie was great. Uh, Gen, Gen V, the, the boys TV show, like spinoff, was really oh, yeah. good. Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was wonderful. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was better than expected, three. huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, 333. You're right. Yeah, that's one of the only yep, yep, ones yep. that I actually saw... In theaters last year, uh, same. It's the only yeah. MCU movie I saw in theaters last year. The world we're living same, in. Same, I think it's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All about right. the best moment in video games. Things are gonna get spoilery here. Okay. Things are gonna get very spoilery here. Big warning. Yeah, yeah, um, for me as well. My best moment is. Wait, say, say the say the okay. I was about to say say the the game first. So they can mute it for a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom spoilers coming up. Big Zelda Tears of the Kingdom spoilers coming up. Uh, is I went back and forth on which moment in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom I wanted to be on here. The the final fight, the entire final twenty minutes of that game, is maybe the pound for pound better experience to put here if I was trying to convince the world of the best moment. Just because, what are you shaking your head for? It's it's okay. It's an okay. Oh my god, it's fight. unfucking believable. The series of events that include the Ganondorf fight in that fucking final showdown after descending the depths to get to him, fighting Ganondorf and it's a fucking Souls boss with that with that health bar that extends just like 
off the right of the I, screen. I did like that part. I like that so part. Hype, so hype, so hype. And I I doubt you beat him first try. Like, I loved that that was, like, really challenging. Like you, learn, you had to learn that fight. Yeah, you had to learn that fight. And then you fight him, and he eats the fucking dragon stone, and then becomes a dragon, and then Which you... Which saw a mile away. Sure. Then you end up going up to the sky with your dragon GF. More on that in a second. And you have that crazy fucking fight in the sky that ends with Zelda finally transforming back into herself and then the fucking dive with the musical cue, bro. You're forgetting the music. You forgot the music was so good. Unreal. And then you have to hit A to dive and catch your bay. No, it's it's the, extravagantly good. Here's here's the thing: the original tracks for Tears of the Kingdom are good, but the ones that they reuse from past games are fine. They need they needed more original stuff for that game. I loved this one particularly because it was not only the original track, that theme from Tears of the Kingdom, but it starts putting in. It has that big buildup where it's like. Dun, and it brings in the original Zelda theme and at the same time it also interpolates Zelda's fucking go listen to like I forget the name of the track it's like the final dive or something like that it's two and a half minutes long there's a rip of it on YouTube it is the most incredible fucking musical oh my god oh my god anyway it's not my moment of the year let's talk my moment of the year (laughs) um Depending on how you go about it, my moment of the year is finding the Master Sword in Tears of the Kingdom. And I had a different experience than some people did. Um, Some people have an experience where they go to the Korok Forest and they kind of figure out where the Master Sword is by getting a moving beacon. I didn't have that. I stumbled upon the extra dragon in this game and landed on the dragon. And when landing on the dragon, I noticed sitting in front of the fucking... (laughs) what are you sending me (laughs) did you watch it no i didn't watch it i'm monologuing about my favorite moment of the year oh okay sorry uh pay for the backstage pass tier to see what i sent jake on discord all right what are you watching while i you gotta tell the viewers now Okay, sorry. When you talk about Zelda, I kind of tune out a little bit, so I'm just scrolling sure. through uh, YouTube Shorts, and there was a funny one. You're that such I a fucking you. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just the thumbnail. All right, listen, listeners. I'm just sitting here talking about my favorite moments, and all of a sudden, I get a message from Colin. And when I get a message from Colin during the show, it's usually like your mic's fucked up, or like, or like, can we take a break after this? And I look, and it's just this like boobed up. <laughs> Boobed out gymnast girl. <laughs> inspiration. My daily inspiration. Gym motivation. Fitness woman. <laughs> oh, it caught me off guard so badly. Oh my god. All right. It's Where were we? All right, sure. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Let's watch it together uh, here. Zelda. <laughs> yeah, so I found the sword by chance. I was swinging by. I was actually, I just found my final titular tier of the kingdom that revealed um, a tease of eating the dragon stone. And on my way to the final tier, the final memory to find out what happens to Zelda, I stumbled upon the Zelda dragon with the fucking master sword. 
hanging out of her head. And I put it all together in that moment right before it was fucking revealed to me. And it was the most magical thing that's ever happened in a video game. And I'm so glad that I streamed my entire playthrough of that game, like 50 hours, because it's mm -hmm. captured and immortalized forever on YouTube. YouTube.com slash well, at Twitch and our amazing streamer.com. You obviously didn't play Alan Wake 2 because the mm. most magical thing that's ever happened in a video game for me. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was wondering if I could like learn the dance and do like the yeah do the dance while i'm talking about it it's not a hard dance you're pretty close yeah uh chapter we sing it's it's one of the earlier chapters in alan wake 2 and you play as alan wake and you're in the dark place which is like a conceptual uh it's just it, it's a warping con like a conceptual place pretty much so uh it changes based on whatever and you're starting to walk through this uh, like like showroom area, and like a music video just breaks out, and you're you're going through, fighting, playing along to this music video, and they're directing you through the level. It should be noted, like the music video, there are live action people dancing and singing and playing instruments and like being displayed on giant screens and pointing to tell you where to go. And there's stage directions on the ground. And it says, wait here for the guitar solo. And you sit and you wait and it preps you for the fight. And you go and you, uh, you, you get like, you get your uh, flare gun during this fight. It's by far die? the best. Did you die during it? I did. I died multiple times. Yeah. And, you know your what? experience? Absolutely not. I got to listen to the song more. Uh, there, there are puzzles. There's like, uh, like, the kind of you know like the kind of puzzle where you kind of walk in a circle and then it changes whenever you walk again or whatever and it loops you whatnot there are those types of puzzles there and whatnot um it, it's just one of the most magical experiences i've ever had in a video game it, it, it has stuck with me and i got to witness i got to witness it sounds like a, a, i don't know i got to see them perform this in person i got to watch poets of the fall uh aka uh old gods of asgard and uh, Ilka Vili and Matthew Porretta and Sam Lake all perform this at the Game Awards. It, it is truly like something that has never happened. Like Remedy does this thing in video games where they mix, they, they use multimedia and they mix things in with each other. They use, they use, you know, a literature and they use live action. They use animation. They, they just everything. They take every type of, media that has ever been created and they mesh it in such an artistic way i i i love it i love every second of it and it's it's a moment that will be hard to ever beat honestly um, i think it's gonna age like milk dude and i think it's gonna I be don't super think so. i think i think it's already overstaying its welcome and listening to people that are passionate about it talk about it this year has already been grating on me and every it's time i'm like i gotta hear about people talk about fucking it's because you don't know how to be happy, okay? That's, that's it's an abrasive exactly track. It's absolutely. <laughs> it's not abrasive. You're talking about abrasive. Zelda. It's Zelda's an abrasive, the most boring game. Oh my I've god! Ever it's played. orchestral and beautiful. Zelda says an iconic hey, music that spans a 35 to walk years. over this hill <laughs> and find a freaking bowl like a, a mushroom. Hey, okay, you know what? Bro. It's cold here. You gotta cook a a, a pepper stew. All right, let's go capture the light, bro. Capture the light. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was I was happy about the end of Zelda just because it ended, so I wouldn't have to play it oh, anymore. Right, 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 right. We should do a yeah. five-part spoiler cast for Alan Wake 2. 
Yeah, we would have if you had the balls to play on week two. You're too scared to play horror I games. I hate the fucking commentary on Zelda. If that game would have come out in November, it would be game of the year unanimously. Absolutely every fucking not. Outlet. Absolutely 100%. not. 100%. People Listen, have forgot the fun they had so in that game. Can we copy and, and paste Tears conundrum. of the Kingdom and, and Breath of the Wild, you know? Yeah, if you have to make a sequel to the greatest game of all time, maybe you should keep a lot of what makes the greatest game of all time great. You're right. Or maybe they should do what they did before and change it up every time. Oh to my god, I can't wait for fucking Alan Wake 3 to come out so that these old guards of Asgard can Alan fucking... Oh, old gods of Asgard is so cool. Oh my god, I can't wait for their yeah. next fucking hit single that I can't stand. Yeah, who directed Tears of the Kingdom? You don't even know! Yeah, no, 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 it took you too long. Yeah, the king of Zelda. Onuma should be should be old Oldma because he needs to retire because other people need to pay, make video games. Yeah, you're right. He should have put himself in the game in live action. That would have made Zelda he better. Should, oh, dude, that's such a big. That's a that's a BDE energy. You know, or BDE. Oh my god, B, energy, energy. You know what? All right. <laughs> and that's it for Gameless. That's a series wrap. <laughs> Just kidding, a season three's canceled. <laughs> um, the best game to take screenshots wait, of. I'm not done. I'm not no, done. No, we're done. I I'm not done. The, 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 the best moment for me as well, I got to meet. I got to meet Alan Wake in person. I got to meet Zelda in my dreams. And his voice. <laughs> in, your, in your body pillow? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. No, it's a chic body pillow. But, um... Uh-huh. Oh, I, gotta, so you must I think like I think I really do much. think that like the people that are like super hot on like it reminds me of like the 2012 Walking Dead game where everyone's like, oh, it's the best game, game, it's not even a game, it's a piece of art. And all those people are just fucking silent about their love for that mid game now. Like it's going to be the same oh, thing. No. Alan Wake 2. Blech. I disagree. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a timeless video game that will be spoken of for years How many and awards did Zelda come. win at the Game Awards? The Game Awards? The crowners yeah. of It how Takes many, how Two, many the awards? 2020 Video how many Game awards of the Year. They win? The double hmm? A Video Game of the Year. How many awards did they win? Hey, we played that game together, okay? Go easy I on it. it. I like that two. game. That game is like yeah. top, uh, 2020. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Again, it didn't come out in November, so it's fucked. I disagree. I disagree. Well, the you know best what else did come out in November? Spider-Man 2, the best game to take screenshots <laughs> of. But it did come out in November. No, it came out in October. No, it didn't. It came out in October. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your answer for this game? Star Wars Jedi Survivor, because I took a bunch of screenshots of... Of Cal and Marin making out, and I sent them to you on Discord. Yeah. Like, hey, so yo, weird. look at this. <laughs> Yeah, you like Marin, huh? Yeah, Marin's hot. Oh. Ah. I don't know. Does not do it for me? I awesome think mommy. I think Marin's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's like the last of her race or something. I don't know. I was really excited to write not applicable. Yeah, she's a daughter of Dathomir, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm less interested in like I don't really care. Like Marin's cool and all, but I just think it's fun when video games actually like have a romance if that makes sense because lots of times they just shy away and they're like well if we make you romance this person you're going to be pissed because you can't romance this other person i just like when people make that decision to have it in there you know i don't know judy like judy you know what i mean judy judy judy's great 
Dude, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta say it like that, though. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> right, okay, I'm, more, I'm more of a Pan Am um, person myself. I was ready to have a no answer for this because I do not get my rocks off taking screenshots in games. Like everybody uh, yeah, does. I, mean, I know yeah. that's a big. There's a big culture of that. Of like, look at this incredible capture that I did with the filter, so that Aloy looks like she's climbing the mountain in the dark, and it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, however, I, I did open the screenshot app once so that I could make a really good Spider-Man Two thumbnail wearing the Daft Punk suit for Miles Morales, which I couldn't find a good capture of online so Spider-Man 2 baby run don't walk Spider-Man Spider Spider 2. 2 is a good looking game though mm -hmm. it is it is no doubt yeah it's my like, favorite it, 8 of the year yeah it definitely looks better than Tears of the Kingdom you know no it doesn't it actually <laughs> doesn't <laughs> like actually anyway I, really, I feel strongly that like the best looking game. game of the year is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and it's running on a potato Oh, and it's and it's fourteen frames a second. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it looks like every oh, frame of that matter. game looks like a fucking watercolor painting. It's beautiful. Yeah, because it's blurry. Hurrah. Hmm, that's fair. You raise a good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I finally agree. Uh, what is your most anticipated game of the year next year? Ooh. I was going to say you should answer for me because you can definitely put it together, but I don't oh, think it would, then yeah. it would turn into me trying to answer for you. And I don't think that I could, but it um, might be the same. No, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. I, I like don't know. That. I don't know. I don't know anything that's coming out. Okay. Uh, your most anticipated game is final fantasy seven rebirth. Realistically. Yes. It's also kingdom hearts four, but rebirth is concrete for this year. I do think that there's a chance that it's probably not, but I think kingdom hearts four gets re-revealed this year with like a concrete date of maybe like the same like February through April of 2025 as its release date potentially even holiday season this year but I'm not sure where it's at but yeah realistically it's 7 rebirth and it's not fucking close unbelievable so what, do you, what do you think mine is I think rebirth is up there and it could be rebirth it is um, not rebirth I'll give you that and it's probably marathon oh no not marathon Marathon got pushed to 2025 as well, I believe. It's The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. <laughs> That's close. No, not really. Uh, I'll be getting that. Oh, uh, shit. I don't know. It's uh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I very excited. The case. Yeah, you're going to gonna like that game. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that game. And then uh, a, a very, very close runner-up, Star Wars Outlaws. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love Star Wars. Outlaws is up there for me as well. Ubisoft. Open yeah. world for in a Star Wars game, I think it's gonna translate really well. I just hope yeah, that I don't know. I fell into the pitfall of like one of the things that I think and I get it, it's fan servicey, and this is the lowbrow thing that people fucking hate from Star Wars a lot of times, is my favorite part of like modern Star Wars is because they don't often stick the landing on the actual modern stories is when there is an intertwining of like I like when Vader shows up at the end of mm. Fallen okay. Order, spoilers for the yeah. twenty seventeen video game. Um and there wasn't much of that eighteen maybe? Yeah, you're right. Um Sure. Uh, there wasn't much of that in Jedi Survivor, and I got myself hyped up on that. I hope that Star Wars Outlaws has something to 
I don't know. There's probably a whole camp of um, people that are like leave everybody that we know from Star Wars out of it. Make Outlaws its own thing so that it doesn't have to stand on, you know, the back of existing lore and characters. But I hope that there's like a big piece of Outlaws that's missing already from those first trailers where like you find out that you're actually working like with Boba Fett or you're getting missions from Jabba the Hutt or something like that. I need I need some good cameo so, stuff, some good intertwining of the story for that to really feel like Star have, Wars to me. I have good news for you. One, Boba Fett shows up in uh, Jedi Survivor. Okay, um, you're right. <laughs> is it the end of a quest line? Yeah. Yeah, a side uh, quest line. And, it's pretty and good, though. And two, uh, Jabba the Hutt is confirmed to be a character in Star Wars Outlaws. Oh, shit. Dope. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be going to Tatooine. Um, so, yeah. Nice. I think, I think, oh. you, I think that craving will be uh, satisfied. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk about the best game that you didn't beat this year. Oh, you want me to go first? I mean, I can go first. Or you go first. You go first. Uh, this one's... Uh, it would be pretty obvious if you've kept up throughout the, the year, but Octopath 2. Oh, I never damn. got around to beating it. I, I know it's such a wonderful game. I had such a good time with what I played. I just... I, it's the same thing with Octopath 1. I just fell mm. off and i haven't gotten back it's so I good two but... calls to me man i almost bought it on the steam sale for like 42 bucks but it's still a little rich for my blood for a game that i missed i wish i would have just yeah. been on the hype train and bought that game for 60 or 70 when it came out i would have felt yeah. better about it but now it's sitting in that weird nintendo land of like well the game's seven months old you can't give it to me for less than 40 bucks like oh you could probably get it on like a like a key for it for steam uh, somewhere pretty I don't cheap. like buying weird third-party fucking reseller keys. Oh, dude, I, I I buy from like Green Man Gaming and Fanatical all the time. They've got such good deals. Really? Legit? Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna steal my license away after a couple. Nope, months? never had. Uh, I've only had good experiences with these places. Uh, mine is a very regretful pick because I did it again, man. I let Metroid Prime come out. I started Metroid Prime again and oh. didn't beat it again. The same curse 20 years later that I fucking I, fell into the first time, man. I beat that. I beat that for the I know. The very Good for you. Time. You're a better Nintendo yeah. boy than I am. You think Zelda Tears of the Kingdom's game of the year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. I love that game right here. Yeah, but I, I really should have done it. And I still have it in the back of my head of like, I should complete that. But it's also a game that if you don't just mash through it and you try to come back to it, you're boned. It doesn't have quality oh, yeah. of life features to like keep you there. You need to oh, really know that, that map and learn where you're dude, supposed to go. And I was screwed from the start. I had to look stuff up because I, I didn't know how to get to the final boss fight because it's so like obscure. Obtuse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, I'll give you mine first for best platinum. Not applicable. I did not platinum any video games this year. I did technically go back and get my second platinum uh, in the form of Astro Butt, Astro Butt Rescue Mission, or is it? I get them mixed up. I can't. Which one's Astro's Playroom? And which one's Astro Butt Rescue Mission? Uh, Rescue Mission is the VR one. Playroom is the PS5 pack-in. Playroom is the one that I platinumed this year. Yeah, so kind of that, game. but that's not a game that came out this year. So what's the best platinum? How many did you get? Uh, I think I got... Oh, I have the, the stats somewhere. I think like I got 20? somewhere around 20 platinums this year. Crazy. Um, I, so I had... Uh, mm, mm, mm. What's your pick? Spider-Man 2. It's, oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the most, like, 
inoffensive platinum. It doesn't waste your time. I... It makes sure that you're having fun every single second of the game. Uh... If you're, it's the game that smart. I thought mostly. So the historically, my first platinum ever, and the only game that I've ever really like platinum that's like full in length is Ratchet and Clank, the the previous Insomniac game, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And I thought maybe again after hearing what Colin is saying, what others said about the platinum for Spider Man Two, I was like maybe this is the one for me. But Spider Man Two is just such a fucking open world, by the books, go do everything on the map type beat. Thing that I was like, oh, I'll do it. I like it. So yeah, platinum. They seem to be reasonable. And by the time I was done, like my first set of fucking quests, I did all the Sandman stuff. I was like, I never want to fight a sand enemy again. And then I started doing the next thing. I'm doing this side mission for this lady with her fucking dog. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. And I fucking deleted the game. And I have no uh, regrets. Yeah, I feel like you missed out on a lot of the really good side quests. Um, oh, I was so sick of it. There's lots of touching moments in Spider-Man Two. They did a lot. They did a much better job uh, of making the side stuff quick and inoffensive mm. in this game they which i'm also used to just playing ubisoft games that take 40 to 60 hours to platinum doing checklist stuff yeah. so that that stuff like that tickles my brain in the right way um but spider-man definitely was like the most f- enjoyable and least offensive in terms of how much time it takes up that's fair yeah. let's talk about the game we need an excuse to talk about go first yeah uh, mine was actually uh, okay. Avatar. Uh, what? <laughs> I said I'll go first, and then you go. Mine was actually. <laughs> oh, I thought you said. I thought you said you go first. My bad. My bad. My bad. You're good. Continue. 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 Uh, I'm not, I'm not. Well, I've already. I've already started. So yeah. You. you uh, uh... Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. You know, I. I don't Ooh. think this this game was not good enough to make it on my top ten. It also came in a little bit at the end. Um, but man, it is so cool to be in Pandora and yeah. just vibing, going through the giant forests and all these like alien life forms and like all the different uh, flora and fauna. It's just, it was really cool. It, I did platinum this game as well. It took me about forty three hours, and by the That's end, cool. by the end, I was over it. I was, yeah. I was done. Um, the combat is not very fun. The story sucks. The voice acting's terrible. Uh, but I get it's a the beautiful vibe that game. game. Underperformed. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't think the it made the splash that it should have. Yeah, and it kind of got it. dumped out at the end of December too. At the beginning of December, like, kind of missed yeah. that window. I feel like this game. I feel like this game would probably make a bigger splash if it had an extra three months to cook and came out in like February. Probably if, if they just needed to market it more, I feel like it could have done fine if they marketed it better. But like when yeah, it released, or, there was nothing. Or dumped it, it, dumped it like at the same time of like Way of Water coming out, or waiting for Avatar three to come out. Like I don't know. Eh. This this game, it, it's 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 an interesting game. Like I had a good time with it. Uh, I, there were parts that I was like, oh, uh, but it is truly like a huge open world. Like you're yeah. like climbing up these floating mountains like miles into the sky yeah how's the flying the flying's good yeah the flying's yeah yeah the flying is good uh there's lots of really good parts about it but i was just not compelled by the story and ubisoft's been doing this odd thing you know in uh assassin's creed mirage you played that game so Mm. um the way the quest structure is laid out where it doesn't really tell you exactly where to go it just says kind of go around this area and then you'll find it They've been yeah, doing that. that. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Not especially not in these giant open worlds where 
the area that they tell you to go to is like a square mile. Um, so it's really hard yeah, to find. Climb to the highest on. peak, and then you realize that you're yeah. on the wrong mountain. Yeah, yeah. So there, there are issues with that. Uh, also, this is Avatar Far Cry, but the Far Cry team didn't make this, which I think yeah. is is a, is a letdown. I think if the Far Cry team had have made this, it would have been a lot better. This is actually massive. The people that I I could don't quit, don't hold me to this, but I think Massive made the Division Two. Um, That's correct, and, I believe. And they're also the ones that are making Star Wars Outlaws, um, which is kind of crazy that they're putting out these massive games so close together. But is Outlaws I, third person? Outlaws is third person, yes. So Important. I think it might it might fit better with their like OG design knowledge and like strategy. Yeah. But this is first person, and uh, the combat wasn't fun. the The resource gathering was really annoying. Um, but it's just one of those things where I, it was so cool to be immersed in Pandora. Uh, that, that's something, it feels like a truly alien planet. And it, it, yeah. it was, I don't know. It's like, it's like a novelty almost that I really appreciated. For sure. Good, good cover of that game. I, oh, I think stuff. I do want to check it out. So um, it's definitely worth checking out. And it's, it's had some pretty deep discounts recently as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine's Chia, man. I love Chia so much. I I just can't talk about anything this year effectively without talking about how much I want people to play Chia. Like, every game that comes up, they're like, I should play something. What should I play? Every time it's like, recommend me a game. I just want to talk about how much I love Chia. It's so weird, and it goes on such a crazy adventure and brings you to places in the story that you would not expect. Uh, it's the most charming little indie game I've played. It is, I don't know. Hey, listen, you played a little bit of Chia triple I double a, where you at on that? What do you think? Uh, neither. I would just call it a, like an indie, like a, it's just a game. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's divine. It ended up, uh, you know, you'll find out where it falls on my list, but it's top three, baby. I think it's such a perfect little video game and it has story beats that hit in such a way that I'm going to talk about in some of our other categories coming up. Um, See, I'll, I'll leave spoilers off for Chia right now. Uh, so I, you request, we both, every year we request that one of us plays another game pretty much uh so i requested you play chance of sonar this year you request requested i play chia uh mm -hmm. so i think i have oh maybe four to six hours in chia nice. uh maybe a little less uh and and it was it's good i've had a, a fine time with it i do have some issues with that like, far like i beat that game in seven hours see like, well i i want to play games, everything yeah, i get distracted don't do that don't do stuff. that I just I'm not a fan with the of the quest structure where it's like go to this side of the island. Okay, you had a 30 second conversation. Go to the other side of the island and then go back and then go back. It's just I don't know. Yeah. I think they could have traversal uh, is kind of the main thing of that game. Did you have you gotten good yeah. at like launching yourself on trees and shit like that? And yeah, it's just it's just it, I don't feel like that's any faster though, because I have to climb up the tree, which takes a minute, and then I launch myself, and I have to climb you up another tree. Bounce going though. Uh, I don't know. It's just it hasn't been my thing. I I want okay. to continue it, but I don't know if I will. But I did that's give fair. it some time. I, I gave it some time. Yeah. yeah. I gave it more time than you gave Chance of Sonar. Oh, I was out on Chance of Sonar quick. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know, it's it's coming up. It, it makes my list somewhere. 
Let's talk about character of the year. I'm really excited about having this conversation because mine is Wowie Zowie. Elephant Mario, baby. (laughs) So cursed. I know. Listen, it's a it's it's a bit of a meme pick, and I think it's funny to have Mario be my favorite character of the year. But I think Elephant Mario is a stroke of genius, and it's the first power up in a long time that is fully original from a Mario game that Miyamoto was not very hands-on with. And in fact, Miyamoto is on record being a little bit opposed to Elephant Mario. And I think the team that ended up bringing us Elephant Mario, they knocked it out of the fucking park. Trust them with the franchise, baby. I think it's great. And I mean, uh, honorable mention to Elephant Daisy and Peach and Luigi and Toad and all of those different elephant renditions. It's just a cool Mario power-up. It reminds me of the childlike joy I experienced getting the frog suit for the first time. Just like, how stupid of a power-up can we find? A tanuki suit and things like that. And Elephant Mario does it for me. I got an honorable mention. Uh, well, you go you go on who yours is. And I don't want to steal your thunder. Maybe Maybe... Oh, yours is gonna be like fucking Peter Parker or something, dude. I'm gonna blow my brains out. I I mean I like Peter Parker, but uh no, mine's <laughs> mine's uh Somi or Songbird from Phantom Liberty, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom oh, okay. Liberty. Good, cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's like the main new character in the DLC, aside from uh Idris Elba's character. Uh yeah. She's wonderful. It's 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 such a she's the main driver. No, no, but she's the main you do driver. Sex with Idris Elba? By... No, okay, no, she's the main driver behind like the DLC. Um, Can you do sex with? She... I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, I just got an email. Uh, I just heard I have like uh, PTSD from my school email like ding and i just heard it and it kind of made me like freak out for a second but yeah of course uh, I fuck up. no it wasn't you it was on my side uh she's the main driver of the dlc and you learn things about her through the dlc that i i don't know if i should spoil should i spoil it i, I you're are you ever if gonna you, play it so here's the thing yeah i probably will play it i would spoil it if you feel like it's necessary to convey why she's character of the year but i don't think yeah, that this is exactly absolutely. a category i'll do it that I'm requires it. a spoiler okay. it. uh you start the dlc and somi just appears she she can almost like project herself she's a like a super hacker or whatever um and she hacks herself into your brain and you she if can you not spoil the ending of cyberpunk though regular vanilla yeah. Yeah, I won't spoil the regular okay, okay. Cyberpunk ending. I might spoil the Phantom Liberty ending, but oh. um, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, but she can uh, interact with the relic that is damaged in your head. So she oh, has yeah. the ability to, relic. to turn off Johnny Silverhand. So she can like oh. turn off Johnny Silverhand. And at the start, that that's what convinces you to be like, oh, okay, well, if she, maybe she can save me because this takes... This takes a place during the chunk of cyberpunk. It's not after cyberpunk. Right. So it's in in act two or three. Yeah. Yeah. So you, she's calling you and she's like, Hey, I need your help. Uh, I'm on space force one, which I think is really funny name, but it's pretty much, she's like the right hand man or the right hand lady of the president and their ships going down. It's going down right in Dogtown. 
which is this area in, in uh, Night City. Uh, so your job is to rescue her and the president. And it comes you out and whatnot. You enough dude to rescue the president? Pretty much. That's uh, from a game called Bad Dudes. Uh, but anyways, um, she, God, she, uh, you, you meet her and she looks different than she looked in her projection. She is completely chromed out, like absolutely, like almost, almost Adam Smasher level borged out. Is that, is that a good cyberpunk Ooh, like term? Like a fuckable Borg? cut of meat, are you? <laughs> borged out. Uh, but as you progress through the story, you realize she has something wrong with her as well that you're trying to solve and you have to choose help her or help someone else. And it's just, it's very conflicting decisions that I think make the story very interesting. Uh, and, and she's a really, she's, uh, she's just really cool. You need to play Phantom Liberty. You will love Songbird. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I, uh, and I think I'm actually happy with how I handled cyberpunk because I dumped about 30 hours into it. I got to the start of act three and I think with Phantom Liberty existing now, instead of just going there and having a few hours left to kind of romp through the ending of that game, I can go spend some time, do some side quests in the base game, throw the money down to get Phantom Liberty, play through the Phantom Liberty expansion, and then start looking at rolling credits on the full game. Yeah. And I'll probably be able to squeeze another 30 or 40 hours out of my cyberpunk experience. So I'll probably hit that yeah. this summer, is my guess. Yeah. Um, and, and moving on into the DLC of the year, um yeah yeah phantom liberty is my dlc of the year makes sense and it, it the reason being it it expands the base game they did the 2.0 update right before the dlc which i kind of see as the same pretty much it's um i they completely... tough time with this category okay yeah because like so uh, in the same way, like, let me just kind of reveal mine and let's just kind of hash out this category a little bit. Like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed for me would be arguably my DLC of the year, but it's almost like not even DLC. Like it's its own, like that's on my game of the year list and Phantom Liberty is on your game so of the is, year list. Yeah. And yeah. I know like, cause we had that separate category of like download of the year. Like it's almost like we need a way to redefine what this is. Like this is like ex maybe expansion I, of the year is the way to do this next year. I do have a uh, uh, like a alternative for this category as well. Same, same. Um, so, um, but the reason Phantom Liberty is my DLC of the year is it recontextualizes how you level up in the game, uh, the whole leveling system and everything, and then it also adds new endings to the game, to the base game. Cool. And the new ending to the base game is possibly the most heartbreaking ending you could ever well, <laughs> ever cool. have. Um. But yeah, Phantom Liberty is my game, my DLC of the year. What is your DLC of the year? And then we'll get into our... our Dino Blade uh, Chronicles Future Redeemed, oh, probably. Yeah, right. um, okay. Which is, I, is, again, it's a top five game for me. But it is very much just like a standalone experience. It. Yeah, it's fucking insane how fan servicey it is without being just like a nostalgia pull. It does everything really tastefully, I think, as well. And it's just like it's again, it's like a 30, 40 hour experience that stands on its own as its own thing. You need to have played Xenoblade Chronicles 3. You need to at least understand Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2. It is it is near perfection, but again, I think that we fix this up next year by doing like a an expansion category and like a traditional DLC category. What was your what was your more traditional pick? God of War, Ragnarok, Valhalla. Oh yeah, good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, came. You play all the way through. I went through. 
played all the way through, got all the, the trophies for it. Um, I know a lot of people, when this was announced, were like, why do you need more Kratos? I thought they ended his story pretty well at the end of Ragnarok. Um, Sony Santa Monica just knows what stories left to tell better than we do. Uh, and it is worth your time. Yeah, yeah. Very good shit. Um, mine is uh, I've got I've got two again. I think maybe blurring the lines between DLC uh, being a standalone game and being an expansion is Fortnite Festival. Uh, okay, you could make a case for well, Rocket Racing or for yeah. It's, it's hard because those are almost like Fortnite full games. Too. I know, you know, but they're inside Fortnite. Like it's crazy. But I think in particular, like, Fortnite Festival is something that is going to probably blow the fuck up in the next two years. I think you it's know what's crazy be though. Rock Band Guitar Hero Madness that all over true. again. Yeah, I think it will too. It's just like Fortnite, like on PC, if we look on PC, there's the Epic Games launcher, okay? And then you got to launch Fortnite, which is honestly its own launcher now for multiple mm. different games. Yeah, and then you got to launch into a game. So you have, to, you have to go through like two launchers to get to Fortnite Yeah, Festival and then once you on launch into Fortnite Festival, you launch into a lobby where you into then have lobby. to go to a menu and select and, music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's crazy. And I need to play more of that. And- it's so good uh and i think that when they start adding more music and i think they're going to stick the landing really well like fortnite has proven that they can really make splashes with their musical events they have an audience that appreciates these concerts the travis scott the eminem the ariana grande the marshmallow stuff um the emotes you have the bts emotes that sell literal millions of emotes uh all kinds of different stuff where people are clearly willing to pay with their wallet if they appreciate that music because there is a use case for it in the video game and giving an even better way to play and use that music and then starting off with the weekend collab i can picture some really really incredible i mean think about dude if in like 2026 there's a taylor swift event in fortnite festival dude i will delete it I will delete it. I will buy it and become a gigantic Taylor Swift fan. I hate Taylor Swift so much. Oh, I can't imagine. I was a Kanye fan and I still like Taylor Swift. It's okay. Um, it's, it's just really good shit. And then my actual favorite DLC of the year, traditional DLC is the Mario Kart eight booster pass. Wait, you just gave me three things. Yeah, that's okay. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. Oh, well I want to give you another one then. Sure. Yeah. By all means, but let me first rant about the Mario Kart 8 booster pass. I adore that this 10-year-old game got such substantial DLC over the past year and a half. Um, it, it culminated and it really felt like the end of an era. They doubled the amount of tracks in that game. They also gave us a better deal than we even expected. Not only was it a $25 pass for the six expansions, but they promised us tracks and they started dishing out characters towards the end. The last three packs each had different characters. They, I think an additional eight characters all said and done in addition to it and really breathe new life. Like I played Mario Kart eight more in 2023 than I did in 2020 through 2022 combined, you know, Uh, every time that they put out a new one, there was an excuse to hop back in with friends or on stream and and play some more Mario Kart. And I, I think that especially for Nintendo with their evergreen games, I hope that this was a successful experiment for them because they could very well do this with smash brothers ultimate. You know, they said that it was over, but they could do a wave three all of a sudden and breathe new life into that game. Will they do it with Smash Brothers? Probably not. But I could see them thinking a little bit more about the way that they release their games in the future with the idea of DLC with a 10-year plan. I, I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I think that we will look back fondly on the Mario Kart 8 booster pass being a sign of things to come in the future of Nintendo. Yeah. You had another one. 
Uh, no, I don't actually have another one. You you know I'm pretty averse to DLC for the most part. I don't really play much DLC. Uh, I did start uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores that I have not finished. Um, but I'm surprised you haven't finished that. Big fan. Well, it, it was another problem of I was away when it came out, and I was playing on this tiny TV, and I want to play Horizon on my big OLED behind me, and I've just never gotten right. around to it. So Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um... Let's talk about something you forgot about. Very broad uh, category. Yeah, it's very broad. Uh, do you want to go first since I stole your thunder yeah, last I've got time? A, or I've got a pair. Right. I've got a pair. Um, okay. The first one is Crash Team Rumble. <laughs> I was so amped on this uh, game. I ended up playing yeah. the beta more than I played the real game. Uh, this is like the third person platforming MOBA that should have been free to play from the start but isn't and will probably be dead within a year um I wish it was better they actually almost got me back I saw an ad their season 3 added Spyro into it which is such a good idea I did see that um but uh, just like too little too late it's good it's ample it does what it needs to do but I don't know I just think that there's something about it like I can't get anybody any of my friends to play this game i can't find anyone that's shelling out same problem i have with sonic superstars i can't find three other people that are willing to pay 60 bucks to play this game with me online like sonic superstars not even online but i was about to say it's not normal only... was a little bit dead on arrival uh and then i've got yeah. another one let's go back and forth um mine is uh season a letter to the future oh yeah game? great fucking pull yeah, that was one of my favorite games at the start of the year. And then as time mm-hmm. went on, other games just surpassed it and it slipped off my list at some point and I just forgot about it. It was a, it was a good game. It was really chill, really vibey. Um and I just forgot. You know, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Uh mine's Diablo 4. But it's almost mm-hmm. like a game that I didn't forget about. I just kind of wanted to insult Diablo 4 somewhere. That's fair. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's fine. It just came and went so much faster. And Blizzard games traditionally are something that I'm so happy to have installed on my hard drive and go back to every once in a while. And I just played that game for a couple of weeks. And since then, I've just fallen off and had zero yeah. interest in jumping back Same. in. Same. Same, honestly, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm still it. pissed at that game because I bought the edition where you get like three days early access and then you mm-hmm. get the free season pass, like first season season pass. And there was a bug where when I would go to start a new character for the season, like for the season pass, it would just crash my game, like hard crash it to the dashboard. <laughs> so I never Ooh. got to play the season because of a bug that I paid for. It was so annoying. That sucks. Yeah. Horrible. You should write an angry letter. Ah, uh, you know. Is what it is. Talk about the best boss fight. Do we have the same answer for this one? Probably. Are we going to go on three? Yeah. Three, two, one. Titan, Titan from Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> yeah, dude, because it's fucking nuts, man. It is yeah. truly a modern goddamn marvel. This boss fight is insane. Shout out to Boss Fight's database on YouTube that I'm stealing this footage from. Um... For the video version, of course. The scale of this fight is insane. The music of this fight is insane. Honorable mention to the uh, Odin fight. No, not Odin. Bahamut fight. Bahamut? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, uh, pacing issues in... Yeah, nice. The fucking soundtrack to that game is ridiculous, but um, more on best song soon, but Titan Lost, the song that has, like, the crazy, like, throat-singing country-style rap in it, like... Oh, wait, it really? Is, I don't even remember that. 
it's really good titan lost is uh, we'll, we'll get to our best song and it's in there for sure but uh we will cross that bridge as it comes i just gotta say uh the titan fight the way that that fight escalates we had it's, is it the third titan that we fight you mean Second. the third icon icon sorry summon whatever um it's the second, I think. Well, technically third. Technically third. The first one is Garuda. The first one, well, technically the first oh, one no, is... Oh, no, it's Phoenix. Yeah, and, it's the and, Phoenix. And Ifrit, you're right. And then it's Garuda, yeah. and then it's this, I believe it's this. And then it's Titan, yeah. And it, it just the way that this fight escalates, and you get a little bit of it in the other two fights, but this is the first one that has just like... It's like a four-phase fight, I think, if you're really going to narrow it down. But the way yeah. that each one escalates to the point of... It's the first time I think we uh, have the transformation from Ifrit as well to become like Ifrit lost or whatever. I'll be honest. Um, I, it, it was it was a tight, a tight race between this one and Bahamut because... Mm -hmm you literally fight Bahamut in space. Like it, Bahamut it, it escalates crazy. Like it, it's something else. They're, they're both amazing, amazing boss fights that make me want to revisit Final Fantasy yeah, 16. Uh, go find the YouTube cut of like, even if you're not going to play Final Fantasy 16, go watch this boss fight. It's a literal 35 minute boss fight. And yeah, it is the most cinematic sure. boss fight in history. There's all sorts of QTEs and actual combat. And it is just absolutely honest, insane. Yeah. I'm watching the video right now and I hate all the little animations that they have on the side of the screens during the QTEs. They're Whoa. so distracting. I wish they They're would get just rid like of those. Of Japanese animes. I, yeah, I just don't. You, you don't even watch anime. I don't care. Okay. Well, anyways, it's a great fight. It's a great it's fight. Still cool. and it makes me want to revisit uh, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Also, a uh, runner up for this was also just the uh, Venom fight in Spider Man 2. I thought that oh, was really yeah, fun. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it suffers a little bit from um, success. It's more fun to spoilers for Spider-Man two, 15 seconds. It's more fun to play as Venom right after than it is to fight just, Venom. Just wait for that upcoming game. No, I don't know. Um, let's move on to our least favorite thing. Yeah. What do you of my I'm Japanese curious. animes? I um, fucking hate Fire Emblem Engage. The story, oh, particularly of Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah. And I was so hot on the previous Fire Emblem game that I was so excited for. Three Houses was so good. That game fucks, man. It it's so, so good. good. And it's just like so much of a better story. Like Fire Emblem Three Houses is about like political drama and like the landscape of a world with like kingdoms that are feuding. And uh, Fire Emblem Engage is about how hard it is to be a dragon girl. Like, is that is that really like? I know nothing about the story of yeah, Fire pretty Emblem much, Engage. pretty much. It's I, just extremely anime pilled. It's got some of the worst fucking whiny children characters right off the bat that are integral to the story. Uh, your dragon mom dies at the start. It just the game fucking sucks. It, it yeah. made it unplayable. And there's a whole camp of people that are staunchly disagreeing with me right now. They're like, eh, Engage is the best Fire Emblem in years. It's the same losers that like Fire Emblem fates. I'm just kidding. All right, I, but listen, it's just not for me, man. I don't know. It's, the, it's that's the Fire Emblem I don't like. I don't know if anybody thinks Fire Emblem Engage is the best Fire Emblem. Like, I think there's some people uh, that do. Oh, that's tough. I the only reason I didn't play it 
Um, well, not the only reason, but the the main reason I didn't play it is because your character looks like a Pepsi, like like oh, yeah, Pepsi Chan. I I hate that. I absolutely I hate that. that. It's such an it's such an obnoxious character design. Like at least let me customize them or something. That's horrible. There's um, a I did like that when I was playing it. I was playing it when I was on vacation, so I was taking like screen caps of it to share my experience with stream. And when I came back and I was sharing them, I had all of these screen caps because I named my character Pepsi of <laughs> of like people in the game saying things and then calling me by my name and having it look like it was like misconstrued. It's like, here, take a break. Pepsi. Like <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah. I have one last gift for you. Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite gift. <laughs> uh Miley's favorite thing is very specific. It's in Jusant, okay? okay? Let's Ooh. complain about Jusant some more. So you know how when you're... Uh, it, when there's like a press or like a, a hold to interact uh, prompt in oh, yeah. video games? Lots of times you'll you'll hold square and there will be like an outside outline that progresses like clockwise. Sure. And whenever it goes all the way clockwise, then it, it skips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jusant's icon goes counterclockwise and it's just it's so weird because it'll be like press square to uh interact and i'll be pressing and holding square and it'll start going counter like counterclockwise and i hate it i just hate it it's it's a very like nitpicky that's a good nitpicky thing though i like that that's why i like this category a lot yeah i just i hate it i hate it so much why did i just make it count like normal clockwise like everyone else i don't know it's the french man freaking french all right. <laughs> That's a joke, everybody. Uh, the next thing is, uh, I'm really excited. This is a new category that we didn't have last year. Um, and I'm excited to get into the hypest announcement. Do we have the same answer? I doubt it. I highly okay. doubt it, actually, because I, I have I have three. No, no, I have two. Well, I probably I have more because I'm probably going to be super hyped off of whatever that you fucking say, too. Um, okay. Sure. You know. go first then. Okay, 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 okay. So I chose one because I thought that's what the rules were, was only choose one thing. Well, yeah, but category. you can have like honorable mentions or whatever. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. It's all fun. The, the, you know, rules are made up. We the make the rules around here anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, the answer for my probably, my if I have to pick one, my final actual answer is probably trailer three, a.k.a. the final trailer, a.k.a. the launch trailer for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It was that February trailer before the launch of the game that had just the craziest shit going on. The reveal of Ganondorf in full with like the, oh my God, we're watching it right that was, now. That was a really mind. good trailer. I remember exactly where I was when I watched that trailer. I was in Chattanooga at a hospital working and it was my lunch break and I had KFC and I was sitting in my car when the trailer dropped. <laughs> so I I watched that trailer on my car with the audio hooked up to like Bluetooth on my car and it the, the audio lags by like half a second. So yeah. I was watching it with the audio lag. It was a great trailer. It was a good trailer. It really is. And it shows quite a bit in this trailer as it well. It does. Yeah. Um, but without context, it's not that spoilery. It's great to watch in retrospect as well. But yeah. the, the trailer goes places. It tells a story and has so many incredible scenes. It really stands up too. Like if you haven't watched this trailer since like May or June, I encourage you to take four minutes and watch it again because I do firmly believe it, it is one of the best video game trailers of all time. 
from the music design to the gameplay that it showcases for the first time, I think it is like a master class in how to get people hyped. And it was what a great trailer for like it's the trailer that was picked apart most this year, and I think there's always something to appreciate with that of like when the YouTubers put out their three hour. Well, I mean, you know, Zelda freaks will always pick stuff apart, so you're so damn right. Like, who's the most babed out character, and why is it? Hera? Hera? What is Hera? that? The is that the Zelda? fish one? What I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Anyways. what's your favorite? <laughs> My favorite announcement is they they announced that there are going to be no more Zelda games like Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, no, I'm joking. Get out of here. Uh, that not, was an announcement this year, though. That's my honorable mention. Uh, my favorite announcement was Blade by Arcane at the Game Awards. Oh yeah, you thought that was going to be my favorite, bro? I wasn't well, my favorite not. at the show. I don't know. I thought it was definitely it the best announcement the this year. So yeah, you were. In the uh, there were also lots of other. I was in the building for it. Yeah. You know, I was also in the building for the initial Alan Wake 2 announcement, which was amazing. And then I came sure. back two years later when it won all the rewards. It's a we full talked about this a moment. little bit on the last episode of Game List proper because we recapped all the Game Awards stuff, but I think they did a great job of doing this trailer reveal. When you watch this trailer now, the title cards and the accolades at the front of the trailer are positioned in such a way that they were not for its initial reveal where when it yeah. had its reveal you were kind of piecing together like what is this yeah what this, was a, this was a franchise cold open yeah 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 really really nice now it opens and you have the marvel banner and you click on it and it says blade and like you didn't picture yeah. it until you were halfway through the trailer and you go is this fucking blade? also <laughs> i i knew i didn't realize it was blade until near the end but I knew right off the rip it was arcane because their art style is so. Yeah, there was a point where I was arcane. like, "Is this fucking Redfall?" It's bold well, of arcane that, to be following up with I was like, "I was like, is this, game, a, bro? is this like a Redfall 2.0 thing or something?" I was, I was, yeah. I was very surprised that it was it was Blade at the end. But uh, just just so y'all know that this is made by a French studio. So actually I love the French, you know, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> arcane, I it's arcane Leon that's working on this. Uh, so with Dinga Bacaba, I believe is the way you pronounce his name. I hope I didn't. Sounds I, right. I hope I didn't. Uh, let's talk about my honorable mention. And that is the Nintendo direct in June. The one that directly followed the Zelda tears, of the kingdom release. And it had a bunch of bangers, no doubt, but it was just the one for the Mario fans because this had this one ended with Mario Wonders announcement and release date of this year. So we saw Elephant Mario for the first time. It was everyone's first time hearing Wowie Zowie and all that. But in that same one, they announced the remake of Mario RPG. Um, they announced the new Wario game and they announced the Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah, that's coming a lot. Out. It was just a crazy block of first-party Nintendo fan servicey stuff for people that have Mario posters on their wall. They left that thing really reeling. I, I had a great time. Fun reaction stream too. You got anything for uh, honorable mentions? Hmm. I didn't. Uh, I mean, the No More Zelda, like Tears of the Kingdom, is a is a good honorable mention. Okay. Um, uh let's talk about I don't really have hey let's do let's do this let's try we're gonna try to bring music into this um yeah thing and, and our next category is 
the best song. So let's have this conversation about the songs and why they're important. I'll do my best to feed this audio into both the video and the audio versions of this podcast so that hopefully you guys can listen along. To yeah, and my the- my plan is if you screw it up somehow, uh, I'll just edit in the songs on the audio version as well. Yeah, so the audio perfect, version, perfect. you'll be getting them well. But um, So I actually have... Did you just pick one? Because I have a couple. I got a couple. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to uh, send you. You already know my my one, right? I don't know. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll send them to you then. Just tell me what they, just tell what tell what they are, and I'll pull them up as we talk about them. Oh, okay. Well, uh, number one is Herald of Darkness from Alan Wake Two. Uh, oh, it is sense. the song that plays during We Sing. Should have known that. Uh, yeah, and it is an absolute just banger of a song. It's like 12 minutes long or something, so we're going to listen to the whole thing right, right now. No, we're not. Um, it's and certainly not. It, he is it playing not right only, now when you talk. Cool. It, it, well, I'm going to be quiet. You can talk. Okay. Uh, how, wait, you, you barely even play. You know what? It's okay. The audio still people, playing. It's still gonna, playing. It's under, oh, it's okay. under you. Uh, so it, it not only is super hyped during the moment of playing Alan Wake, but as you listen to the song after you finish the game, you start to piece together lyrics that are telling a much wider story and actually telling you, like, what's gonna happen in Alan Wake. And it, it answers questions that you have at the end of the game. Um, it is it is another example of Sam Lake using multimedia to tell a story that not only do they, do they have a, a cool song that sounds nice, but it's also very important to the story itself sure i like it uh yeah what's yours uh let me fade out that okay song and let me play the song that we were talking about um this is titan lost from final fantasy 16 playing during the titan boss fight It's wild. And I think what I really like about this song is that it does the same thing that Final Fantasy XIV does. And this is Soken, is the composer for that soundtrack or puts all that shit together. Where the first time playing a couple Final Fantasy XIV boss fights, I was like, how is this the music that they've chosen for a Final Fantasy video game, for a Final Fantasy boss fight? It doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard in a Final Fantasy game, yet it still fits so perfectly. It's very, very impressive. I loved Titan Lost, and it's just one section of the entire thing. Colin's over here on the side sending me Oppenheimer music, which I'm not playing. We'll get fucking flagged for that. Oh, no, no, it'll be fine. (laughs) No, it won't. (laughs) Oh, no, it'll be fine. Okay. We're not going to play. That's that's. The best song is from video games. It's not from multimedia. Uh oh! Wow. Okay. Now you impose no, fake rules in, that, we didn't, in, that we yeah, didn't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. before. Um. Okay. You're up. What you got? Uh, I have. Can you hear the music from Oppen- <laughs> from Oppenheimer? Get the fuck out of here. You go look um, that up yourselves. Also, banger, no doubt. No, I mean, I I have a, a, another song from the end of uh, Cyberpunk. Um. Right. What's it called? It's, I'll be honest, I, I don't know if it's the name or if it's the artist because it's like Polish, uh, but it's called 
I think it's called P.T. Adams. No, that's a person. I believe it's called Phantom Liberty. I think it's the title track for this for the expansion. Here we go. That would make sense then. Yeah. Is it very slow? I don't know. Are you? I'm gonna push it forward a little bit. Okay. It's got a little some triumphant vibes there too. Not bad. All right. Anything to say about it? Just like it. Uh, no, I I just love the song. It it it, it plays as you wrap the credits for Phantom Liberty, so it's when you're like really in your feels. Um, so it really gets here. Uh, also, it should be noted, I'll be adding these like different. Um, there will be links to these songs in both like the Spotify, you know, uh, descriptions and whatnot, uh, as well as uh, more of an edited version. So if you hear a couple jumps between when we're talking over it, when we're recording it live, there will be like a more clean version playing directly after. So that's why it's kind of funky on the audio version. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes What's your next sense. Um, so this is an interesting one. Let me pull down your music real quick, and then I want to play a song that happens very early in Sia. Oh, it's okay. a really simple song, and it starts off mostly a cappella, and it's Chia playing music with her father. And it's a song that has Chia's name in it as well, and it takes it's all in a different uh, language. Chia. Yeah, exactly. Um, you play along with the music as well, which is really interesting. And there are subtitled lyrics for it, but what happens in this game is that there's progression to this kind of upbeat song that he's singing for his daughter. And now, spoilers on for Chia. Big spoilers on for Chia. What happens is this beautiful little song that is kind of uplifting and a little bit triumphant is sung by her father to her and they're the only two members of their family presumably and then later on in the story you are revealed did you get enough far enough to meet chia's mother no i thought she was dead you gotta finish chia man um oh. and i'm sorry to, i'm sorry to do this to you but what transpires is a series of events that leads to the death of Chia's father in the game. Yeah. Super sad. And at that point, you've been working with this mysterious masked woman who, you know, you probably assume is probably Chia's mom, right? But the way that it's revealed is Chia, in her lowest moment in the story, comes back to the woman that's been helping her on her quest to save her father crying miserable that her father died and the mother reveals herself to be part of her family obviously she takes off the mask that she's been wearing and then oh my god I'm gonna fucking cry talking about this <laughs> the mother sings the same song that father sings at the beginning of the game but it's a different rendition of it and it's so fucking sad in the different context because the way that she sings it 
is like the you know in I don't know much for music theory but like the inverse it's part it's half of a harmony essentially that's now missing uh because the father's half isn't there and it's the more somber sadder half and with a different context it hits so fucking hard it's absolutely unbelievable and for me far and away the best song of the fucking year wait did they did they explain why chia's mother was absent yeah yeah you gotta dude chia goes fucking places mom no you gotta watch it oh you gotta play it you gotta play it and you can bang that out in like two hours from where you're at it's so fucking good. And you don't even know half of the spoilers in the game. I spoiled I spoiled an emotional moment, but I did not spoil the game for you. 100%. Uh, and you got to hear that version of the song. It's unreal to get to that point. Awesome. And it, honestly, like that song in that moment is like one of the probably reasons why that game is so high up on my list. Uh, game of the year. But there's other great moments too that also absolutely devastate me. Holy shit. What a game. All right. We're leaving best song behind us, and we're moving into our final category. The best game, that's just not for me. And I'm <laughs> sorry, my friends, that my winner is. You want to say it? You want me to say Chance it? Chance of Sinar. It's Chance of Sinar. I tried. I gave, it a, I gave it an honest shake. I wanted to be into it. I really did. And I went in there trying to figure it out, and I had a really fun time in the first 20 minutes, and I had a really bad time in the last 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> that game, that's a thinking man's game, and I'm not much of a thinking man. I was very lost, and I did not like the unpredictability of like being unsure of what words were, and I found that I was kind of like... My wires were getting crossed because I wasn't sure of like what I had slotted in there. I felt like I was making a ripple effect of mistakes of like, I got this word wrong at the start. And now because I have that word wrong, this person is talking to me in a language and I made the mistake of assuming that the first word was right. And the second word that's maybe related to it is now not right either because I thought that they were tied in. Did you never make it to the part where you get the journal that confirms words? Yeah, but I didn't know that it confirmed it. It was like... Yeah, if you go to the journal, you can slot things in. Like, if you think this... Like you if can't it, it slot shows them a page, in wrong? No, you, well, you can, but once you get all of them right on the page, it confirms it. And oh, then, Buddy, I didn't fill a page. Well, it's, it's <laughs> like there are some pages that have like three things. One of them's like opening a door. One of them's closing a door. One of them's like a chandelier. Oh, I thought that was up and down. So if you if you <laughs> if you slot all three of those, then it goes like shink shink shink, and it, it oh, yeah, locks those words far. in. The, the vod's on thing. YouTube if you want to see how badly I did. I don't. It'll make it'll hurt me. It'll yeah, hurt it me. will. You hate um, the way that I play games. You will despise yeah, the way that yeah. I play that. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know, unfortunately for you, best game is just not for me. Chia, Chia is my best game. That's just not for for me. I think it's probably a, a wonderful game, and I've I've had an okay time with it so far, but just doesn't do it for me so far. I, I don't. Know. I think I encourage you. I th- I feel like you like enough of Chia to if you just have one night and like like we were talking about Venba, if you have two hours to give Chia again to just mainline the story and get there and just see how that game plays out I think that it can be for you but I don't recommend playing it the way that you would play your standard Assassin's Creed game the way that you do and I get that that's tough to do because it is an open world game that lends itself to that but like the game doesn't have much combat it doesn't have much variety as far as like anything outside of traversal so what can you do 
You can't sure. win them all. All right, yeah, man. Yeah. Look at us go. You want to run down our final game of the year list? Now, here's the deal. This is the easy part I, of the podcast. You know, I do, but I want to insult uh, Tears of the Kingdom just a few more times so we can okay. get into another shouting match. Um, Perfect. Um, Link's too small. He needs to be bigger. Link is too boy. small? Yep. Just a little guy. Weird. Yep. Weird take. Biggest bro. complaint with the game. Yep. All right. So here's what we're going to do. So the, the <laughs> idea of this podcast, again, to reiterate... We're just, this is very matter of fact. This is just final placement for games that we have talked about in depth forever. Everyone else's conversations about this is a four hour knockdown drag out fight. We got less than 15 minutes left of this podcast to finish it completely because yeah. we've already had these conversations. We've hashed out where they place on our list. Things might have moved a spot or two or been rearranged or replaced, but nonetheless, you guys have a firm idea. And if you're not positive, you were hoping for, you know, a longer conversation. We've got season two for 60 now. hours. Yeah, exactly. We're going through our games of the year and we'll do it uh, the incorrect way too, because we can do it that way. We're, we are enabled. All right. I will run through my game. Let's do, I'll do my top five and then you can do your top five and then we'll do it like that. And we'll run all the way down to 20. Does yeah. that work for you? Absolutely. Perfect. My number one game of the year is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Number two is Chia. Number three, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Number four, Xenoblade Future Redeemed. And number five, Spider-Man 2. I feel like Spider-Man 2 is high for you. I really liked my time with Spider-Man 2. And I think I would have yeah. liked it less if I would have continued my... That's fair. Number one. Like I, I, had, I had a fun 22 hours in Spider-Man 2 and I never want to touch that game again. Fair enough. Age, age um, Turner, baby. Yeah, my my number one game of the year, undeniably, Alan Wake 2. Just Turn to the champions of life. Lost in a never ending night. Anyways, great game. Uh, number two, Spider Man 2. And I want to take right. this moment to correct myself about a mistake in a past podcast, okay? Mm -hmm. I was talking about how Alan Wake 2 had clopidogrel and the correct dosing and everything, and I said, and it, I compared it to Spider-Man 2 showing salbutamol, um, which is a, uh, a beta 1, or I'm sorry, beta 2, uh, oh wait, hold on. It's a beta 2 agonist, short acting, beta 2 agonist, except I don't think salbutamol is. I don't know. But that was the problem, is I said it, it was a fake drug. It is a real drug, okay? And I found this out as I was reading a trial the other day. Salbutamol is a real drug. I just never see it. Uh, it's a short-acting beta-2 agonist that was used correctly in the game, and Allie's over there <laughs> laughing at me right now. Anyways, Spider-Man did a great job. It's a real drug, and they got the, the chemical formula correct. So I want to correct myself but on as that. As always, Sorry. do take your medical advice from a non-gaming podcast. Uh, only take Absolutely. it from medical podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me let me direct you to my other uh, side project. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Number three, Hogwarts Legacy. What a magical Based. game. What a magical yeah. experience. For sure. Uh, number four, uh, in a similar vein of weirdness to Alan Wake 2, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. It's just a weirdo mm -hmm. game, and I love it. And then number five, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Nice. 
number six yeah. for me is Pikmin 4, a late edition, a game that I almost let pass me by, and I'm so glad that I didn't. Number seven, I switched out. This is our, our first time, I think, slotting this in. Sonic Dream Team, the iOS exclusive Apple Arcade Crazy. game. Don't skip it if you have the ability to play it. Grab a controller, put it on your TV. Really good stuff. Uh, Street Fighter Six, the best fighting video game in a very long time. Hogwarts Legacy for me, number nine. Assassin's Creed Mirage, number ten. Yeah. Buddy. Uh, number six, uh, Cyberpunk. I just burped. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Um, I sp- I've platinum that game twice now. I spent like 70 hours with it this year. Gross. Uh, number seven, Chance of Sinar. Uh, one of the best puzzle games I've ever played, and I hate puzzle games. It made me want to learn a language. Number eight, Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's just been a while since we've had a good Assassin's Creed, a good short Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the best racing game, the Crew Motor Fest. What a delight that game was. Just an absolute delight. And number 10, the best social experience of the year, Lethal Company. I've only played that Range. game for like 10 hours, but it was the most fun I've had with some of my friends this year. It's the next Among Us. Yeah, it is, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, let's talk about... Uh, just just rifle these off. Don't do into like a bullet explanation or anything like that. You got other other podcasts in which you can hear more about these if you so desire. I'm just going to bang out my 11 through 20. So number 11 for me is Starfield. Number 12 here with the final bar line. Number 13, Final Fantasy 16. Number 14, Sonic Superstars. 15, Venba. 16, F-099. 17, Jedi Survivor. 18, Modern Warfare 3. 19, The Crew Motor Fest. 20, Marble It Up Ultra. Uh, my, my, my number 11, Dead Island 2. Don't sleep on it. 12, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 13, also it should be noted, as much as I give crap to Zelda, I actually enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I just enjoyed well, arguing. Well, a fucking insult. Uh, 13, Dredge. 14, Resident Evil 4. 15, Fort Solace. 16, Final Fantasy 16. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, 17, Dead Space Remake. 18, Destiny, Light, Destiny 2 Lightfall. 19, Modern Warfare 3. And 20, Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. Good shit. Now, let's get into our honorable mentions and our stinkers. Yeah. And These our are stinkers. always a, a nice, nice fun one, I feel like, to... Uh, to just kind of uh, again we can just kind of rattle these off i feel like but for the honorable mentions they're ones that we haven't recapped in our top 20 for a little for quite a while so you might hear some things that you haven't heard for a little bit but i got metroid prime remastered is that that's on your list somewhere or no uh it's an honorable mention okay okay sorry spoilers uh trend the game inside dreams a little puzzle yeah, game. yeah i want to play really, that really dope uh hi-fi rush i owed that game more time i did not complete it but i like what? it and i will someday um, i i'm 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 under the impression that janet garcia said nobody would care about it if it wasn't a shadow drop i agree with that yeah with that i mean that's i don't know i think i think some people would less people would um we love katamari reroll the remake of Katamari 2, basically, sequel to Katamari yeah. Damacy, PS2 original, that has the first brand new Katamari levels in, like, more than a decade. Really dope. That's crazy. Um, Cocoon. I think you'd like this game. I mean, I yeah, didn't really probably, probably much. would. Uh, yeah. Forza Motorsport, ample. If, if you want sim racing, Forza Motorsport's great. Return to Moria. You know this game? Uh, please address it by its full name. 
Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of, Lord of Ring Gollum. Lord of Ring Gollum. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, viewfinder. I feel, sometimes I I wonder if like viewfinders in my honorable mentions but also it might be like my sixth favorite game of the year but i don't I know like... i don't know i think that viewfinder is like on paper and in practice the main hook of viewfinder is just the coolest thing that's ever existed but also i don't love love the game yeah I, that's what i've i've get the impression from most outlets is it was good but it doesn't really i don't know i don't yeah, want to say it didn't weird. stick to landing but people just kind of Compared to Portal, yeah. Uh, Sweet game, watermelon Sweet game. Job. What you got? Uh, my honorable mentions. Um, some of these honestly could very easily go into stinkers, but uh, honor, uh, I made an on the fly move to stinkers. Yeah, Atomic Heart, or is it yeah. Atomic Hearts? I don't know. Hearts, singular. Um, Metroid Prime Remaster. Yeah. For spoken. Oh, that that's a miss. Year. I got to retroactively add that to best game I didn't play. I bet I love Forspoken. You probably would, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried season... to buy it. They had it on sale for 17 bucks during the oh, holiday wow. season at GameStop, but my GameStop didn't have it. Oh, dude, you want to know what I just bought from GameStop today? They had, like, nerdy Christmas Funko sweaters Pop. on sale for $5 each, so I got three, like, ugly, nerdy Christmas sweaters. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, um... Armored Core 6, or as I like to call it, Armid Core 6 out of 10. Nice. Uh, Got him. Diablo 4, uh, Jusant, and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora are all honorable oh, yeah. mentions. And there are others that I've just forgotten to put in the honorable mentions category. But yeah. uh, Why don't you do your stinkers? Because I'm looking at yours and I'm already like, I think one of them's oh, going to age poorly. Oh, you think so? Okay, that's fine. I think you aged poorly, but. Yeah. F. <laughs> uh, God, dude, people. Some uh, if somebody new is listening to this podcast, they're gonna think that, that we hate each other. I know, yeah, but, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Starfield. Starfield is one of my stinkers. Um, I think that is one of the biggest letdowns that Bethesda could have put out. Um, and my other one is Lies of P. I enjoyed parts of it, but man, it really pissed me off at other parts. So yeah, Lies of P. Lies of P was like this game that like every time I put Lies of P, like we we have a game. We have our our game list is literally a shared Excel document, right? Like it's a big fucking mess. And if I and if I actually showed it to you, we would be canceled because we say crazy things to each other via a (laughs) (laughs) non-linear way of communicating. But um. Every time we put on, like, we have, like, two columns. It's, like, January 2023 games played and then January games played. So you can put, like, the games, the new releases that you played in that last month, games that are contenders for perhaps making the game list, and then, like, just what you've been playing, anything that you want to talk about on the podcast. And from, like, June to September, Colin put fucking Lies of P on the column of, like, I want to talk (laughs) about Lies of P every time. And every time we get there, I always challenge him, like, do you have anything new to say about Battlefield? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm deleting Battlefield. Or, like, if it were Lies of P... It was only like three months in a row, and I was like, do you have anything new to say? He goes, yeah. Like, every time your experience with Lies of P got more and more sour and negative throughout the year. Yeah. <laughs> it was it so funny to watch yeah. that progress. Like, if you ever re-listen yeah. to a season of Game List, I feel like the uh, <laughs> the actual progression of you growing to fucking hate Lies of P, the game that was yeah, maybe like it, the easiest it's really, 
it makes me sad because like everybody's like, oh, dude, Liza P's the best Souls game not made by FromSoft, and I'm like, yeah, actually, Liza P really just pisses me off. Like, there's just, <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever, what, you know what? Fine, sure, Pinocchio, whatever. Yeah. Um, Starfield, my, com- I, I, you know, what? I want to say my complaints with Starfield. Sure, let's see why I think it's gonna it, age like milk because I think Starfield's about to be on the come up, bro. Maybe I hope so. I hope it's on the come up. But here's the thing: when when Cyberpunk came out and you were insulting it, I don't think your comments aged like milk because it sucked at in certain areas when it came out. Okay, I think Starfield's Starfield? a better experience in oh, its first four months not. than absolutely Cyberpunk not. was in its first four absolutely months. Absolutely not. Oh, no, it's playable, listen, I, bro. Half of half of my playtime in in Starfield was going through loading. Oh screen. wait, you're right. You know what? They pulled Starfield from the Xbox Marketplace. For a couple months. Uh, that doesn't matter. I played oh, it. Right. They didn't do that. That happened, yeah. actually okay. happened to let's Cyberpunk, say, bro. Let's, let's see this. Okay, I'm going to travel from one side of Cyberpunk's map to the other. Okay, I pull up the map. Oh, sorry, Fast your game crashed. Oh, sorry, no, you're going to have to do that again. All right, let's oh, see. Oh, your save data is gonna, corrupted. Gonna, your save data is corrupted. Please uh, start from the beginning. I'm going to fast travel from somewhere Oh, sorry, sorry, Star- this no longer reads. Okay, I want to go to the Alpha Centauri system, and I'm on Earth. Okay. Let me open up my map and fast travel to my ship. Okay, let me go let me go inside my ship. Another load screen. Let me uh pull up the map to to fast travel to a different star system. Another load screen. Let me uh land outside. No, like, sorry, you actually can't take off. Area you can't take off of right now. You have you're overbearing. You're overloaded. Yeah, literally. And then <laughs> stand up. And then let me let me uh let me float outside of this planet and then pick a place on the planet to land. Another load screen. Let me yeah, leave listen. my ship. Another load screen. There's I some spent really questionable design decisions. Screen. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Every everything think... good about Bethesda games was taken away from Starfield. The best thing about Bethesda games is walking from White Run to Solitude and experiencing things between that. Starfield got rid of all that and replaced it with load screens. As somebody that likes a linear, streamlined experience, it was the Bethesda game that's probably most for me uh, that I oh. enjoyed the most. I had a good time romping through that game, and I think a lot of it, the complaints will be fixed via patches. And I think that. Within Bethesda, the term cyberpunk is being thrown around left and right, and I think two or three years from now, I hope it a much is. nicer product. Listen, yeah. if they patch it and I return in two to three years, I will have different opinions then. But yeah, my opinions course, now course. stand. Absolutely. Yeah, like that's fair. I just I spent twenty hours with this game, beat it, and was glad it was done because it ran like crap and it was just kind of boring. It was kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. Um and the thousand planet thing is just ridiculous and stupid. Oh my god, there's six, there's six planets for all I care. That's true. Um, stinkers, most of them I've already addressed why they're stinky in this. Diablo 4 is one. Fire Emblem Engage is one. Crash Team Rumble is one. And then the, the yeah. one that I haven't talked about is Disney Speedstorm, which uh, I talked about a long time ago, but my, my reason for that game being a stinker this year is on the heels of Disney Dreamlight Valley, which was also made by Gameloft and was also planned to be free to play, although those plans have changed. Uh, Speedstorm came out and although it had good racing bones, it is just plagued with microtransactions to the point of it being such a mess that it never has the chance to actually be a game that is respected as a video game. It will always just be uh, essentially a gotcha fest, uh, which is really unfortunate for a game that plays as well as it does. What do you yeah. think your game of the year is going to be in 2024? Um, 
I would not be surprised if it was like Dragon's Dogma or Star Wars, honestly. I think mine will probably be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And it's, I'm actually probably more, I'm probably more, I mean, in 2020, it's, it's seven remake with a bullet, you know, like it's not close how much I adore that game. And because remake, uh, or Rebirth is such a dead-on sequel to Remake, and knowing how much I already love Remake, and we're just going to embellish it and go further with it, just probably makes it a layup for... I I could picture something coming out and really, like, my my big question would be, like, I could see something first-party Nintendo. I think that a really good prediction for 2024 is... One of my top three games of the year, I don't know that it exists yet, and it's a Nintendo title, potentially for a system that's not out yet. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like we could get like that Mario 3D platformer or Donkey Kong 3D platformer or some definitive edition of Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or something like that. That ends up just being an absolute banger for the Nintendo Switch to Super Nintendo Switch, whatever they decide to yeah. switch you. Nintendo Switch you. No, um, they will not do that. I hope they rebirth. don't do that. The other thing that could happen would be like some kind of a hidden indie double a gem like an outer wilds that comes out and just profound gaming experience something like a before your eyes or um something that just really hits me or resonates in a way that makes me boost it up to the top you got any other 2024 predictions for like game list or like favorite games of the year honestly i don't have i don't know the like the lineup made a good one that well nobody Hmm. does is the thing is that uh, you know it's maybe for being in January of 2024, we have the least idea of what 2024 looks like for games. Or the other fear is that we do have a good idea of what it looks like, and it's extremely light. It's, it's always going to yeah. be tough because you have to follow 2023, one of arguably the best years ever for video games, um, with another year yep. of video games. Chances There's of it being even close too. to 2023. Banisher's Ghost tough. of New Eden. I'm excited about that. Shut up. Uh, a Pacific Drive. Pacific Drive. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Drive is going to be great. Brothers Tale of Two Sons remake. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Dragon's a pretty comprehensive list for things that are Rise actually dated. We don't have any confirmed dates for anything notable past April, essentially. But yeah. it's basically Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown on January 18th. Uh, Last of Us Part Two remastered on the 19th. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth on the same day as Tekken 8 on the 26th. In February 2nd, there's Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. That might be game of the year. <laughs> same uh-huh. day as Persona 3 Reload, which I think actually has a shot. That could be on a lot of people's game of the year list. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Easy. Yeah. Persona, Persona 5 people are crazy about Persona. Yeah. Uh, the 8th is Helldivers 2. The 14th is Tomb Raider Trilogy. Um, 16th is Skull and Bones, same day as the Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake reboot. The 22nd is Pacific Drive. 28th is Brothers Tale of Two Sons remakes. 29 on Leap Day. February 29th is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then March 22nd is a pretty crazy day. It is um, Dragon's Dogma 2, Rise of Ronin, and Princess yep, Peach yep. Showtime all at once. Yeah, um, some some of my most anticipated for next year as well. Uh, Sinua's Saga, Hellblade Two, Hellblade Two, Sinua's Saga. <laughs> that game sucks, bro. Um, their uh, Silent Hill Two remake. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stalker Two, Heart of Chernobyl. Ooh, Stellar Blade um, comes to mind. Stellar Blade, yep. Um, their uh, like I said, um, Hell Divers Two. Uh, there, I mean, there, there's, I think there next year is going to be a good year, but compared to 2023, yeah. it, hey, do you think, um, 
What is the uh, Outer Wilds but uh, Outer Worlds but Skyrim? Avowed. Avowed. Do you think that drops in 2024? Maybe. I wouldn't I feel be like that. I feel like that one could sneak out in November and be like Xbox is big. You know, that could be their Starfield this year. It's possible. Could be their you know what else comes out, out next year? You remember 33 Immortals? That comes out next oh, year. Yeah, this, oh, yeah. Oh, this year. Yeah, that's going right. to drop like in like July or something and be probably pretty good. Yeah, probably. That'll be a good one. I think, I think it'll Silk be a good year. Honestly, uh, dude, I don't even know anymore. I, I give up trying to guess Silk Song. It's like annoying. It's like not, it's, it's past the point of being funny at this point. Of like just yeah. fucking announce like understand marketing for a second. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Uh the Plucky Squire. Um, oh, great pull. Yeah. There's lots of good stuff coming out next year. Well, it, it's gonna be a, another good year, but honestly, yeah. if it's a kind of a quiet year, I don't think I'll be that mad because I've got so Absolutely. much to catch up on. We'll have no problem so. being in the top twenty, none nonetheless. You know, we're, we're easy, out there easy, gaming. Easy. That's for easy. sure. Uh, what about closing for Gameless? You got any hopes for the show in 2024? Uh, I don't know, man. I I enjoy. I just enjoy talking about games. I like having Same. the opportunity to do this. I I think yeah. for 2024, I would like for us to get probably more people in here. I uh, agree. It's kind of that more would of be a, a back end thing. That would be a huge one. Yeah, yeah getting more, more people guests. in here. I like to collaborate with some other stuff. podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same deal. Yeah, like I think we did a good job. Shout out to um. Tackle Dreamer and Captain Stubbs yep, for coming Captain on the show Stubbs. and being guests this year. Last year yep, we had yep. Freight Train, which was nice to to have some yeah. people from the community. And we talked about doing like some stuff with like segments, like could we just get somebody on? But in the long run, that's just like a logistical nightmare. If we're gonna have somebody on, they should be on for the whole show and be able to speak to it. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, it's hard to find people that not to toot our own horns, but let's do it a little bit that understand the gaming industry like we do. That are not yeah. actual professionals. You know, we're yeah. kind of in this like. Yeah club but there are other podcasts that are about our size if not a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller that i think we could reach out to and uh try to make it happen so if you listen to this hey listen if you listen to this podcast and even if you're not a streamer or a podcaster or something and you have a voice that you feel like would make sense for the show can you just let us know you can come on for an episode Yeah, yeah um Speaking of that, I have some people from the community that reached out with some of their games of the year that I wanted oh, to I shout do too. out. I do too. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Um, I posted in the Discord and I had a couple really nice ones. I got I got uh, some that were just like lists and I got some that had some flavor to them where they gave us okay. a, a little bit of um, background. So I'll, I'll be quick, but Brother Man threw up. Number one was Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Number two, Mario Brothers Wonder. Number three, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number four, Lord of the Rings Gollum. Okay. <laughs> number five, Mario RPG. Number six, Alan Wake 2. Number seven, Spider-Man 2. Number eight, Starfield. Number nine, Metroid Prime Remastered. Number ten, Advance Wars 1 and 2. That's a game that I missed. I should have had that on my list. Yeah, I missed that as well. I want to, I want to do that. Um, Very nice. Yeah, I've got I've got Kroll. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, his his number one is Baldur's Gate three, which is notably absent mm-hmm. from both of our lists. Um, I have been playing it. I just did not feel like I'd played enough to put it on my list. It's on my um, list under stinkers. I forgot to say it out loud. Oh, that, that's what that's the end of our podcast. Hey, we're, we're Dude, we're listen, screwed. I know you've been you've been a little bit disconnected, so you haven't seen it. But I had this like bit where somebody from chat, it was Squanky, came in and was talking about, you know, he was just kind of giving me a hard time about Tears of the Kingdom. And I was giving him a time, bad time about Baldur's Gate 3. Sure. And I posted this yeah. clip of like me just going nuclear on Baldur's Gate 3 and making fun of like, down, down, down by the river. And just like, Dude, just I really making fun of a bunch of things it doesn't deserve to be made fun of for. Like, uh, you try 
to jump and you sprain your knee and now a bear's gonna suck your tits or whatever the it's, fuck happens in that funny. stupid game but, I um, did. I, every time I load up Baldur's Gate, I sing the down, down, down by the river. Oh, and I think so Allie gets really annoyed by it too. Understandable. Uh, but I, I basically made a little clip of that, like a minute long thing of me just like tooling on it to kind of rage bait people on the internet. Oh, let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you, it worked. You should see. Nobody Dude. has more. Nobody has more time to defend Baldur's Gate three than the Virgin Baldur's Gate three fans. <laughs> well, let's be on. Let's be honest. If I clipped what I said about. Zelda in this podcast, it would oh, be the exact same apart. thing for sure. But we exist to be um, each other's heels, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Crawls uh, number two is Alan Wake two, three is Resident Evil four, five is Ready or Not, six is Lords of the Fallen, seven System Shock, uh, oh. eight Remnant two, nine Armored Core six, ten Rogue Trader, and I don't know if I'm bad at counting or if he just added eleven. Rogue but Trader has, is a Warhammer game, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. He has Crime Boss, Rocky City. You remember that one? That crazy one with like Nicolas Cage, or not Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember names now. No, but. it has a bunch of people. It's got like Danny Trejo's in it. Danny and, Trejo. Um, yeah, there's a couple games. I want to play yeah. that Crime Boss, Rocky City game really bad, and I want to play Wanted Dead pretty badly. Uh, a couple yeah, bad games that, yeah. that are just like, I don't know, probably worth a probably worth a try. Good picks, yeah. good picks. Um, yeah, if you're if you're watching this on like YouTube, leave your top ten on the comments. I'm very curious. I, I want to see. I want to see. You know? If you're listening to this in a podcast feed, come to YouTube and leave your comments. I feel like that's the best place. Sure. Even if you don't watch the video version, you can still add a comment to it. It's easy enough to find. We're game list everywhere. I honestly think I know it's like probably annoying for you to be like just find it from AmazingStreamer.com, but it is a pretty easy way to find the game list podcast, and it is a quick pitch. But AmazingStreamer.com sure. will get you where you need to go. Um, yeah. I have a great submission from Andrew on cards from the community who um, gave a little blurbs about everything too in the discord if you want to check that out but I'll read some of them especially for the ones that don't pop up on either of our lists uh, let me yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. number one was tears of the kingdom so obviously he knows what he's talking about um, his honorable mention is spider-man 2 could have cracked the top 10 if it had more MJ missions <laughs> this is, now this is a, that's my type of guy um, number two Alan Wake 2 see Number three, yeah, Bomb yeah, Rush yeah. Cyberfunk. If you sat me down and forced me to pick yeah. a best soundtrack for the year, it wouldn't feel right unless I gave it to Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Uh, and that's not even mentioning the ridiculously strong, ridiculously strong art direction, fun as hell gameplay, and surprisingly engaging story. Really good. That's the Jet Grind Radio-like spiritual successor. Yeah. Really cool. I got to play that game. That's That actually maybe should be best game I didn't I play Yeah, this I can't year. believe you haven't played that. Yeah, it's actually insane. Um... Number four, Baldur's Gate 3. Number five, Ghost Trick Remaster, which is that old DS game or 3DS game. Um, couldn't bring myself to put a game that didn't technically release this year of higher. Do I care? No. Even for a game that's 13 years old, it's one of the best consistently joy-inducing puzzlers I've ever gotten to play. You should too. Number six, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, number six is Mosalina. You ever heard of this? Yeah, I have. I've never I heard of it that. in my life. Yeah, it's a, it's like an indie game on... Uh, Steam. Very yeah. good. Uh, Slay the Princess, have you heard of this? I have, that's on my wish list. No shit. Um, it's like a horror nine, visual novel. Number nine, Phantom Punk, Phantom Liberty, and by Phantom Punk, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, and by extension, Cyberpunk 2077, which I think is kind of a fair bundle to like put Cyberpunk 2.0 in there with Phantom Liberty. And then number 10, I really want to read this blurb. El Paso Elsewhere. This is another one that I missed that's right up my alley. Oh, uh, you know yeah, game? I know that one. 
Is yeah. it the it's a like the Western fighting type game? Yeah, I think it's no, no, no. This is like no, uh, Max Payne, like yeah, it's like a film noir style yeah, dark gritty detective drug induced nightmare. Um, sure, this has dream. This has damn good Max Payne style gameplay, but where it really shines is the Max Payne style cutscenes. Completion of the snappy levels rewards you with a pulpy, stylish directed monologue that always kept me itching to see whatever came next. The only thing that outdoes it uh, at its own game is at my number huh. two spot, and that's Alan Wake Two. So that's actually a pretty yeah, maybe I'm, I'm thinking of a different game actually for you. But yeah, it's third person shooter, bullet time. You know, slow motion yeah. shenanigans. I have heard of this though. Yeah, different than what I was thinking of. Seems really good. You got anybody else for submissions? Uh, no, that's all I got right now. I, I kind of sent nice. the message to send me their top 10 uh, pretty late. I sent it today, like an hour ago. So, yeah, same. <laughs> you know, we the ball. You should be following along and commenting, and we'll do a better job of that next year. That's our 2024 resolution for you. But yeah, um, I think the last thing that we should really do is thank listeners. Uh, I yeah. am constantly surprised at how many people listen to the show our youtube vods they do okay we spend a lot of time on the youtube end of things making b-roll and stuff like that and i think the videos if you look at just those kind of underwhelmed but when you look at our podcast stats and where people listen to us from around quite frankly the world it's really impressive that we have as many listeners as we do and we appreciate you listening to us um ramble on about video games because truthfully we would still do this if nobody listened we need an outlet for it but it's nice that some people do i'll tell you that much shout out shout out to whoever is listening from des moines iowa you are our top listener right now so yeah yeah we appreciate you uh really really dope shit colin what am i forgetting I don't know. Happy New Year's. Happy, happy holidays. Year. Merry yep. Christmas. Whatever Delicious. you do. Uh, we're a little yep. late, but it's the start yep. of a new year. So it's going to be a good year, I think. Without a doubt. Some more reactions, some more some more streams on our individual channels. We'll probably put our heads together on some stuff. Uh, Resident yeah. Evil 6 on your channel. We'll find a reason to get you onto my channel. Uh, I'm positive some co-op game will come out that we need to play. This I'm sure Absolutely. of. Uh, obviously, we will continue to recap i think more and react to a bunch of stuff as soon as it happens you know as a developer direct that is rumored maybe or playstation state of play nintendo directs coming in february always really fun to do and then uh the one thing that i do want to like explore is giving people extra avenues on how they find the show uh and we've tossed around this idea a little bit but you know you have a nice youtube channel i've got a nice youtube channel i'd be doing my twitch thing all the time uh we used to record the shows live and we don't anymore i still think that sends a mixed message as far as like how we interact with chat and whatnot but i do want to experiment with like maybe posting this show in multiple places like i wonder what it would look like if we posted you know game list for january on the game list youtube channel on the colleen underscore youtube channel and on the jake twitch and youtube channel and just let people find it however they want does it cannibalize views on the main youtube channel probably but in the long run i don't care about growing that youtube channel i care about letting more people find game list however they find it and then choosing how they want to listen so that's something yeah. that i think i want to just yep. reset my thinking on it's not about growing necessarily gameless as a platform it's growing gameless uh listener base however you decide to consume it so yeah things to look forward to baby colin thanks man always a pleasure another year of recording with you it's crazy how long we've known each other and how long we've been doing this every time i think about the actual time frame on it it is uh truly wild we're entering year four of our partnership here 
Oh, we're partners now, yeah? yeah? We are, yeah? sexually. Ooh. Oh, yeah. maybe not that far, but yeah. Uh, if you can um, handle me One so last can... thing. One last thing I would like to, uh, after you've uh, said such kind words, um, uh, it should be noted, Jake cheated on the uh, Game of Fantasy <laughs> Predict this year. I won. I won. He did not, he did not win fairly okay so next year we're gonna have we're gonna have more clearly defined rules so he cannot uh cheat and okay. uh i will win like i should Perfect. have but, but no uh it's always fun it, it's been a great year i'm glad I'm, I'm very happy with what we've done uh the opinions we have the way we have learned to articulate things even better over time mm. um I, I just I have so much fun doing this and I, I really appreciate everyone who watches and listens and says kind words. And even if you say mean words, we get an interaction. So screw you. you. Like those two. Those yeah, really get uh, me off, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So uh yeah, Jake, I love this. I I love uh what we've done and what we're gonna do. So Yeah. For sure. Much to look forward to. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Got him.